Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white man. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Ooh, shit. You got coronavirus. moments ago speaking and flat out rejecting President Trump's last ditch effort to steal the election from Joe Biden. The court rejecting the lawsuit from the attorney general of Texas for lack of standing under Article three of the Constitution. You have no case because you have no proof. Congratulations, America. You won. Even after the president tried to intimidate the Supreme Court today, tweeting, quote, if the Supreme Court shows great wisdom and courage, our electoral process will be respected again. Well, it is respected now after the free and fair election that we just completed. The court did show wisdom and courage in upholding that election and its results. I doubt it. You are fake news. Do you want the boogaloo? Because that's how you get the boogaloo, okay, folks? Very effective. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. I will eat your ass. All right, I'll do it. America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag free, wherever he is. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. <laughs> I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Just a huge week of news. Too much to cover. We're going to try it anyway. We'll see if I have to chop anything off the end of the show. Uh, late Friday, of course, the big news of the weekend Supreme Court rejects the case brought by Texas and joined by 17 or so other states challenging the electoral process in the swing states. And then yesterday, you have thousands of Trump supporters showing up in D.C. again to protest on behalf of the president. And once again, it just turns into an Antifa brawl by night. Uh, the Hunter Biden Russian disinformation turns out to be totally legit actual information this whole time but we didn't want to talk about it until after after the election's over eric swalwell probably banged a chinese spy almost forgot about that story buried earlier in the week also not very hot yeah it's like come on man but did he the question remains did he bang her (laughs) we'll try to solve it the big gap some people think obviously that happened some people think it would be the most small well thing ever to compromise your country to a communist spy and still not get laid that's probably what happened to eric swalwell mostly i just want to hurry through so we can get to my favorite and i assume probably your favorite news of the week i wish i could surprise you with this one but we had to share it before the show A, a guy in western washington picked a fight with people at a grocery store for not wearing masks and just got his ass kicked. I'm talking black eyes, stitches. And now he's on the news claiming victimhood. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I never saw this coming. Really? You you never saw a parking lot confrontation becoming a fight that you lost with two guys, by the way. Okay. We'll check in on that story. Plus, uh, I got some hoax hate and surprise cringe to close. And, uh, of course, we'll check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, and DLive as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show. Because we are no good low-down Money grabbers, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from our friendly listener-owned businesses, of course. This week's feature business is a big supporter of the show. It's our friends over at Charity Swipes. If you own or manage a business, you got to speak with Charity Swipes. They are a credit card processor just like Square and PayPal, but with lower fees, which means you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. They have solutions for all types of businesses from retail to restaurants to e-commerce. So no matter what kind of business you have, they've got a program to meet your needs. And not only does Charity Swipes help businesses save on their credit card processing, But they're all about giving back to the community as well. As their name suggests, they give 30% of their annual profits to charities like Make-A-Wish, Wounded Warriors Project, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by working with Charity Swipes, you are supporting nonprofits across the country. You can get started with Charity Swipes today and receive a free card reader, as well as free setup and training. You can view all the details of this awesome offer at charityswipes.com slash mc. Every sign-up greatly supports our show. So if you own a business, do yourself and us a favor and go check them out at charityswipes.com MC. You can find everything you need from Charity Swipes, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more at mattchristiansonmedia.com deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Had a couple meetups this week as well. There was some sort of impromptu Christmas party in Orlando. I'm told I'm not sure exactly what happened with the death mask. Maybe it was a, I assume for anonymity, but maybe it was a Halloween Christmas mashup. I like that interpretation (laughs) better. And uh, (laughs) glad you guys had a fun time down in Florida where gatherings are still legal. I presume we also had a meetup in um, Cheyenne, Wyoming. And I assume that's the case because all the Colorado people probably had to flee to a free state in order to have a gathering of this size. Although huge, look at that. And all the chicks have long hair. All right. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Good for you guys. Uh, I, I, I praise Wyoming as a free state, but Wyoming did just implement a mask mandate finally. So even Wyoming, I guess one day we're all going to have to meet up in South Dakota very soon. That's going to be the last bastion of uh, freedom in this country, perhaps not that far for me to drive. I'll meet you guys there. All right. Let's, before we get into the big news, let's uh, I want to catch up on just a few viral stories from the week that oh, I wish so hard to watch. I don't want to watch either of these. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I wish I had seen this last weekend, so I could have been ahead of the story. The kill yourself teacher in Bend, Oregon. Uh, if you uh, if you missed it, I'll be quick. But this this teacher was spotted. There was a lockdown protest in Bend, Oregon. People out protesting for getting rid of the restrictions and for freedom. Some crazy young teacher drives by and yells at people to kill themselves and says that she's a teacher. Here's what it looked like.
My students' families are dying. Okay. Homeschool your kids. What about your students' parents' businesses? What about the livelihoods of your students' parents? Don't care about that. All right. The update in the story is the Jefferson County School District confirms she is a first-year teacher in the district, but they will not disclose her identity or the school where she works or the details of her job. Uh, So she's on leave now. This teacher is uh, paid leave while the school investigates the incident. I will be curious to see the outcome of this. Maybe she'll... uh, Maybe she'll drive by next time going, I'm unemployed, bitch, kill yourself. I'm unemployed. Or maybe she'll, how ironic would it be now that she's unemployed? uh, Maybe she'll join the protesters and want the economy to open back up. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there was also the Nerf gun Santa, which was. uh, This is even worse. This was a tough clip, too. This was in suburban Chicago. The clip went viral. A young boy named Michael asked the mall Santa for a Nerf gun for Christmas. And Santa said no. Not even toy guns are okay. And the boy started to cry. Here was the video. What do you want for Christmas? You don't know. What? No, I, no, no guns. No, not even a Nerf gun. What else would you like? Lots of other toys. There's Legos. There's bicycles. It's okay. We're dead. Yeah. So the kid, uh, the kid it's cried. The, the voice is the Santa. The, yeah. the Santa does sound a little weird. Yeah. Uh, Michael's mom says that was the first time Michael ever got to meet Santa. So wokeism strikes again to ruin everything. But the update is after the incident, the mall said that uh, they and the third party Santa company are very distraught and deeply apologetic. Santa was apparently so upset that he resigned. What did he resign? Was he fired? I don't know. Santa feels bad, I guess. And uh, so the Santa company says it will continue to remind all Santas in the future how important it is not to impose personal opinions during visits with the children. But things look like they worked out for Michael. He was on Stephen Crowder's show this week, which is a very cool segment. And the mall and the Santa company sent a new Santa to Michael's house to give him a Nerf gun. And through all of the internet traffic that this received, Michael and his mom have been uh, sent a bunch more toys to give to charity this year. So looks like things have worked out well for young Michael. That's good to see. Uh, how would you, let's say this is uh, 10 years down the line and your son is subjected to that sort of thing at the mall. How does Mama Blonde react to Santa's treatment in that case? I don't know. I mean, I remember Christmas being a magical time because of the whole Santa Claus thing, but I don't know if I'm going to do it with Emmeline. I don't know. As in like take her to, you wouldn't take her Just to the a whole mall thing. Santa? I think it's like a weird thing to to perpetrate the the myth of Santa Claus. I don't really see the point. Oh, I mean, it's, okay. it's about like creating a magical time around Christmas for your child. I get that, but hmm. it's such... This, this American consumerism that surrounds it makes me sick. All right. Well, such a Scrooge thing to do. Don't Am I, an Grinch, Am I the asshole live yeah, chat? I don't, don't know what I'm going to do. About it. Don't out Grinch Santa here. Woke Santa. Anyway, uh, good news for the McCloskeys, the famed pink polo couple who defended their property during the St. Louis Black Lives Matter March mob, whatever, whatever was going on over the summer. Uh, you guys remember the case, of course. And you also remember the insane circuit attorney, Kim Gardner, who filed a bunch of charges against this couple for brandishing weapons. And uh, yet the people who threatened them and who were carrying weapons themselves did not 
you know, receive any corresponding charges. Nothing like that. Anyway, there's been a, a months long battle for whether Kim Gardner can actually be the prosecutor on the case. Kim Gardner has been d- dismissed from the case by a judge. The reason being uh, that she had fundraised off of her charging of the McCloskey. So that was deemed uh, inappropriate conflict of interest sort of thing. So Kim McCloskey or uh, Kim, Kim Gardner rather will not be prosecuting the McCloskey's uh, apparently or the, the judge's order directs another judge to appoint a special prosecutor to the case. So the case isn't done. It yeah. will carry on. But even if the McCloskey's are convicted, which we'll see how that goes, uh, governor Michael Parsons has said he will pardon the couple of all charges related to the incident if they're convicted, but we will see a trial in the meantime. So that is good news for them at least. Well, I say good news, but who knows? They might drag out someone even more crazy. So uh, check back with that story to see where it goes. Joe Biden has been introducing his cabinet picks over the last few weeks, and he had an event to do that during this week. And he had one of his typical Joe Biden, old man gaffe moments he introduced his uh, pick for Health and Human Services Secretary, Javier Becerra, the California Attorney General, but he totally botched the guy's name and the title of the office he'll hold. I'm really proud of this group. For Secretary of Health and Education Service, I nominated Javier Bacaria. You know, Javier Becerra, excuse me. Jose Diarrhea for Secretary of Taco Bell. <laughs> that's, that's what we're going with. <laughs> and, oh, man. I mean, what that leads me to believe is that he played no part in this. Decision. Correct. That, I know we can always dismiss the old man gaffes, but exactly. It shows, one, he doesn't know who he's picking. Okay, that's not my old pal Javier over there because you don't even know his name. No. Two, don't, uh, don't uh, neglect to notice here. He said health and education secretary. That's not a thing. Yeah. There's an education secretary. There's health and human services secretary. He just botched the title of this person or what they'll actually be overseeing. Joe Biden doesn't know who he's picking or for what offices. He's just saying things they put in front of him, doing his best to read it, even if he can't. Again, the question becomes, who is making these picks? Why? Uh, you maybe Kamala had something to do with this. A lot of California friendliness, I suppose. Uh, Javier Becerra or uh, Bacaria, whatever your pronunciation is. This is another guy. Th- th- this is going to be uh, uh, an interesting pick in terms of the way he has handled his prosecutorial career in uh, in California with regard to religious liberty, free speech and abortion rights <laughs> if, you, if you want to call them but this this guy has not the, the party of unity strikes again with another far fringe left activist of a prosecutor to head up hhs and we'll see if he uses any of that power to try to coerce uh american healthcare providers into performing services they have objections to performing which is probably what will happen anyway uh last story before we get to the supreme court a bit of an underreported story. Uh, this happened apparently on Friday. And I didn't hear much about it at all until someone texted it to me. There was, I guess there was a Charlottesville reenactment in New York City. Uh, Black Lives Matter activists were occupying the streets in Manhattan, apparently protesting against immigration arrests of some kind. And the headlines say something like a woman plowed through 50 protesters with a car injuring six. When you watch the video, it looks a lot more like protesters 
once again, surrounding a car, harassing the driver, kind of attacking the car. And then the, uh, the driver takes off because they're terrified of what's happening. I had to censor the actual impact to please Lord Susan. <laughs> Don't smirk at that. That's banned. Susan's going to get us for that. I hope they got away. Oh, no. Somebody was arrested. <laughs> nope. Nope. They did not. 52-year-old Kathleen Casillo was arrested and charged with reckless endangerment. She was released Saturday and will be back in court on February 22nd. Apparently, no charges for any of the protesters. Uh, I don't know how many times they'll keep playing in the street before they learn their lesson that in the battle of cars versus pedestrians, physics are on the side of uh, cars. But they keep doing this. Okay. Good for you guys. Not all heroes wear capes. I'm looking at a picture of her and she's like a really sour looking Jersey. She's got a sour looking Jersey face. Okay. Right I don't, I don't have a, well, uh, let me see. Is, is she pictured in this guardian story? Good for you, bitch. I don't think do what so. You gotta do. I, anybody I that's in that situation where they're getting attacked and they're in a car, you drive over those people. You drive over them. You don't look back. Yeah. What are you, well, what are you supposed what to you do? Supposed to You've do? got a mob of people surrounding your car, beating on the they'll, car, trying to open the door. They'll get you out of the car and beat you to death. So, you know, do remember, what you remember do. that case in California that we watched with the white Prius where the guy drove away, but the, the mob of Somali pirates yeah. encircled him with their 1980s Toyota Tacomas, ripped yeah. him out of the car and started beating him and he escaped yeah. and drove away. But then they yeah. tracked down the Prius and charged him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, this is uh you surround people on the streets and act with hostility this way. Yeah. They're going to hit the gas and you better be smart enough not to be in the way of that. Yep. Well, let's move to the big news of the, uh, of the weekend, which is um, the Supreme court uh, of course, issued a decision not to hear the cases filed by the attorney general of Texas uh, and joined by attorneys general in 17 or so other States. Before we get to that main decision, I want to quickly recap the rough week for the Trump campaign and its allies in court uh, regarding all the other cases as well. In Michigan, a federal judge said uh, Sidney Powell, uh, well, both of Sidney Powell's Kraken cases were dismissed by federal judges in Michigan. A uh, federal judge said Sidney was too late in bringing her case, uh, that Michigan law provides a process for how to challenge elections, including deadlines. Sidney did not meet those deadlines, says the judge. In Georgia, the judge said, uh, federal court was not the appropriate venue for the case saying the challenges, the challenges should happen within Georgia. Uh, so, uh, both of Sidney Powell's Kraken cases have been dismissed for the moment, but she's not giving up. She says that she expects to make an emergency appeal to the Supreme court. We'll see if that happens, but now we have the Supreme court declining to hear the Pennsylvania case that we'll get to in just a moment. The Texas case. I, I can't imagine the Supreme Court, especially after tomorrow's uh, vote of the Electoral College, suddenly being eager to hear Sidney Powell's cases. But that's what she's saying. She's not giving up. She's still carrying on the Pennsylvania case, not to be confused with the Texas case that challenged Pennsylvania, but the Pennsylvania case that uh, they were trying to appeal to the Supreme Court. That was also uh, the, the Supreme Court declined to hear that earlier in the week as well. That was led by a state legislator in Pennsylvania. The basis of that case was that Pennsylvania's expansion of mail-in voting was illegal. The claim was that the Pennsylvania legislature's expansion of mail-in voting this year, 
was in violation of the state constitution. This was the case that Ted Cruz had offered to argue before the Supreme Court, uh, Supreme Court but we won't get to hear that. Uh, on Tuesday, the court declined to hear that case with a one-sentence denial, no dissents, which bummed me out. I wanted to hear Ted Cruz before the court, but that's not going to happen, at least in this case. Which brings us to the Texas case. So this was filed only on Monday. Uh, some had optimistically interpreted the, the denial of the Pennsylvania case to be in anticipation of hearing similar arguments about Pennsylvania and other states as part of this Texas case. But this Texas case is not going to be happening either. Uh, late Friday, the court issued a slightly more detailed refusal to hear this case, at least a few sentences this time. The court's decision says the state of Texas's complaint is denied. For lack of standing under Article 3 of the Constitution, Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections. Alito and Thomas indicated they would have allowed Texas to bring the case, but they said they would not have granted other relief. So as I mentioned, this case was joined and supported by attorneys general in 17 other states, as well as over 120 uh, Republican members of Congress filing an amicus brief in support of uh, the Texas attorney general. Uh, so, and that's more than, as we'll get to a little bit, that's more than half the Republican delegation in Congress. It's pretty significant number of um, congressmen. Yeah. The core of this case was that the changes in the changes to election, pro the election process in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin and Georgia, uh, the changes that they made to their electoral processes or processes were not uh, handled constitutionally. So the Texas AG said that these states changed their election laws through executive fiat and through the courts, which is true. That's what happened. These were not uh, these changes to law did not happen through the state legislatures. They happened through judicial decisions and through governors declaring them. Article 1, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution states the times, places, and manner of holding uh, these federal elections shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. So Texas and the joining states argued that because these swing states did not follow the constitutional prescription for setting their election rules, the ask from Texas and the joining states was that the electoral vote coming Monday be delayed so that we could sort out these issues. And... Uh, to give this case the the best uh, to make the best case for this case that we can per article three of the constitution the supreme court has original jurisdiction on disputes between states so hence the fast track to the high court in this case the supreme court considered none of that though and declined to hear the case for lack of standing and i'm hearing a lot of reaction to this uh, some of which I think is fair, some of which I think is a little uh, off. And it's coming, there's a lot of uh, hot takes on this from the left and the right. And the stuff I'm hearing from the left drives me nuts because uh, I hear a lot of claims of, oh, they couldn't show fraud. They couldn't prove fraud. Once again, the Trump team couldn't prove fraud. Can't do it. No proof of fraud whatsoever. Chris Cuomo on CNN was making this case on his show shortly after the Supreme Court issued its decision. Congratulations, America. You won. The Supreme Court told the Retrumplicans, you have no case because you have no proof. You have no right and you will get no relief. Which, by the way, is a decision that is a clear affirmation of federalism, states' rights, 
which used to be a conservative tenet. You don't go to sue with no proof. You don't sue in search of a case. You bring a case and then you sue. The guy has no basis of proof for any notion of fraud, but he won't accept it. Well, I look forward to Chris Cuomo's passionate defense of states' rights in other contexts in the future. I can't wait for that. But the the actual point that is wrong and infuriating about this is proof of fraud is, uh, well, it wasn't provided because this wasn't a fraud case. People are, yeah. are making all sorts of fraud claims about this case. This case had nothing to do with fraud. The allegation was not fraud. The allegation was procedural. It was a process argument. The case alleged that the constitutional process was not followed. And there's plenty of evidence that states didn't do that. It's a it's an unresolved legal question. Hence the case. It's not even an evidence thing. It's like, did they or did they not make these rules through their legislatures? Mm-hmm. If no, is that constitutionally square? It's not a question of what happened. It's a question of, is it constitutionally square? And then from from the right, uh, obviously, there's a lot of frustration about this the Supreme Court let us down. The Supreme Court is a bunch of traitors. Partly. I can I can sympathize with some of these uh, claims. I certainly would have liked to hear the case. Uh, it is the Supreme Court's jurisdiction. And correct me if I'm wrong, legal scholars in the audience, but to my knowledge, the question of the application of Article 1, Section 4 is not a settled question as, as far as American constitutional law is concerned. I don't know if there's precedent on this. That is to say, what does it mean for legislatures to set election rules? What does it mean to violate that portion of the Constitution? So it, it, to, from my perspective, it's not that the court had to agree with Texas or side with Trump on this. But if there's uncharted legal territory and the Supreme Court has original jurisdiction and half the country doesn't buy the legitimacy of this election, could you at least do us the benefit of having the hearing so that we get some clarity on these legal issues? I, I, it's not an outcome thing for me. I would have liked to hear this from a from a procedural and precedent setting perspective. So well, that that's like to hear it. I mean, even even people on the left probably would have liked to hear it to some degree. Anyone who enjoys politics, I think, would have enjoyed the spectacle. But the 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 point I want to make to push back a little bit on on disappointment with the outcome here is I just obviously I want to emphasize: be careful in wanting heavy-handed federal intervention in state affairs, and that is fundamentally what this case was asking for, rightly or wrongly. It is tempting to want the electoral result that you do. However, federal cramdowns used to achieve things you like will set precedent for federal cramdowns used to achieve things you hate. That's not to say the case had no merit, but it is something that I think we need to uh, be wary of. Do you disagree? Yeah, fine. You know, I mean, no government institution is going to bail us out at any point in this ever again because they're all corrupt to the core. So I hope that conservatives can see that, too. It's ever I, I, all I've been hearing this entire time is like, Let's just wait for the courts. The Supreme Court, they're, they're going to hear the case. They're going to bail us out. It's like, no, everything totally corrupt to the core. We're, we're not going to get out of the situation. We have to create something new. America's over. Let's do it. No institution. No I, institution. I mean, why do people think this? Why do people think the Supreme Court is this holy institution that's uncorruptible? I wish they would have done us the decency of giving us more uh, information on this. I wish they would have done us the decency of having the hearing. It's not even an outcome thing. I just want... As far as I know, that's a new legal question that we haven't answered. 
this is the jurisdiction to answer that question. Let's get it answered. And if if it doesn't come down the way I would like it to come down, at least we've added clarity to something that we might not have it on. So it's, it's a real bummer. Um, so I, I'm bummed I've been listening out. to Legal Man a lot. Um, his podcast is excellent. Are you familiar with Legal Man? I'm not. No. I just discovered this guy, and I like I, I cannot get enough. And he's a lawyer. He has 30 years of experience. Um, I've been listening to him on on iTunes. He has a Patreon. I don't think he's on YouTube. But he was just talking about how this is obviously a state's rights rights issue, and the only avenue that anybody ever had was dealing with this at a, at a state level anyway. Yeah. Um, but but mostly recently, he's just been talking about how every single election in in at least his lifetime, I'm pretty sure he's in his 50s and 60s, was certainly um, fraudulent. There was certainly like a high degree of fraud mm-hmm. in all of these cases. And I think that maybe that's what people are coming to see now. I don't believe that this election was uniquely fraudulent. I just think it's much more obvious. In this well, case. to the extent that to the, I do, because of the pro, the process was so unique, the scale of mail in balloting, the increasing the scale, scale of the scale of fraud is probably unprecedented, but I don't yeah. believe that fraud, that, that this is uniquely fraudulent. It depends. Yeah, I guess it just depends on your definition. I was thinking quantity. Are you thinking strategies is, of I think that there were some new strategies in this, uh, mm. especially with Dominion voting. And I think in terms of quantity and in terms of numbers of votes flipped, it, we've never seen anything like this before. But there has been uh, like a subsection of every vote count that has been fraudulent in every election throughout American history. And I don't yeah. think that the average American realizes that, that voter fraud has always been a problem. Yeah. The other thing I will say on this is, uh, you know, it's not it's not satisfying if you're disappointed with the uh, decision of the court. And for procedural reasons, I am. But just to the to the Cuomo's and the rest of these people who warned us forever. Oh, Kavanaugh is just going to be a Trump lackey. Oh, Amy Coney Barrett. They're trying to rush her in just so she can save the day for Trump. Clearly, these people are not Trump lackeys. They balked at the opportunity to try to save the day for their guy. They didn't do it. So I don't want to hear any more about how these people aren't independent or they're Trump servants or something like that. Clearly not. Whether it is their commitment to the uh, impartial rule of law or whether it is something nefarious, whether the deep state got to them or whatever. Clearly, it is not pure Trump loyalty that drives these people. There's something more at play, but we'll never get an admission that that was a bunch of crap the whole time. We'll just gloss over it like everything else that was said in the past that never comes to fruition. So what's next? Well, uh, <laughs> what is next? Yeah. God. Tomorrow is a big day. The mm-hmm. formal vote of the uh, state electors is on for tomorrow, Monday. As I mentioned, the Texas AG suit was uh, seeking to delay that vote that it, it did not and is not going to happen. I have seen no indication that any state is going to deviate from the current results. So you would expect the what 306 232 uh biden result that uh that it stands at right now there is still more in the process congress does have to certify the results so it's not necessarily the end but if the courts were hesitant to challenge election results prior to the vote of the electors i think court willingness to overturn the actual vote of the electors is going to be microscopic you have a monumental challenge to make that happen. But as we heard from Sidney Powell, she is not going to stop. Rudy Giuliani says he is not going to stop either. He spoke on Newsmax on Friday night and he said, quote, the case wasn't speaking about the Texas AG case. The case wasn't rejected on the merits. The case was rejected on standing. 
So the answer is that to bring the case now, so the answer is to bring the case now to district court by the president, by some of the electors alleging some of the same facts where there would be standing. There's nothing that prevents us from filing these cases immediately in the district court in which the president of course would have standing. Some of the electors uh, would have standing in that their constitutional rights have been violated. We're not finished. He concluded, believe me. Mm. So they're going to keep trying, but uh, sorry, go ahead. Do you have more? I I guess we're going to get into some civil war talk. So this is probably a a good place to drop this in, but I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, How is it, more beneficial to have the outcome of the presidency that we want to have Trump in office? How is that going to do more to red pill the normie, to bring people up to speed about the inherent corruption in all of our institutions than having obvious outright fraud and order to put in an old man that clearly has dementia and a VP, you know, unelected VP, childless minority cackling hag that nobody's ever going to vote for. She's never going to get a second term. Super unlikable. Um, how is that not going to do more for bringing it all down than getting Trump in office? He's not going to, he's not going to go into a second term and be like, okay, I'm going to drain the swamp. I'm never going to sign another huge spending bill. I'm going to withdraw troops from Afghanistan. I'm going to build the wall. No more H1B visas. I'm going to you know, turn the tap off on immigration. He's not going to do any of that shit. How is this not the better thing for the country at this point? Well, I guess if I can buy uh, four more years of some semblance of my constitutional rights and ammo collecting for the day that's coming. <laughs> no, I guess to, the, to only, answer your, the only positive I can think of is that we'll have four more years to prepare for what's inevitably coming. To but answer as, your, outside of that, I'm like, what? To answer your question, I understand where you're coming from. And I, I don't even think it's irrational, to be honest. I just, on principle, I will fight for the values of this country and I will not submit or ally with those who hold communist ideals, which effectively these people do in order to achieve my ends. It's possible that it might work. It, it, it's seriously, I, listen, collapsitarian philosophy makes more sense every goddamn day. I, I can't sit here and deny that, but it's I not just the communists though. It's the multicultural capitalists. It's the neocons. Mm. You know, I used to call myself a conservative and now I'm just seeing that all of these swamp creatures, Republican, Democrat, it's all the same shit. It's all the same shit that I'm going to have to deal with. So why should I even bother engaging in the system? Why should I ever vote again? Why? Well, your, your, your states are going to have to win that back from you. My, my hope is that they will have that prioritized and maybe they will. I think in some states like yours and mine, perhaps you'll probably see that in states like California, New York. They'll make it more fraudulent, which does oh, create whatever. problems. I went to the grocery store today. It's everybody's in fucking masks. People in Idaho are taking it in the ass. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Pussies abound. I'm so sick of this. Every time I go out, people are outside with their masks on and I'm, I don't want to get the virus and I don't want to be confronted by anybody and blah, blah. I'm like, this yeah. is Idaho. What are you doing here? If you're going to be like this, go to any number of states that are filled with idiots just like you. Yeah. No, I get you. I just. <sighs> I, I think it's just a difference of philosophy on how to pursue and achieve your values. And I just don't like the idea of betraying my values in pursuit of my values, which I, which is what I think the black pill or the collapsitarian perspective is about. I'm not saying it's, yeah. trust me, I understand and feel somewhat naive by thinking that you'll beat these, that if I just stick to the Robert's rules of order enough, I'll beat these people and eventually they'll submit to uh, rules of decency and morality. 
yeah, I understand that that uh, seems a little bit naive, but if, if those are the values I'm fighting for, I'm going to stick with those values yeah, uh, until it's my head at the guillotine. The black, black pill chose, chose you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be like this. I wanted to be like, I've got my baby and my wonderful family and we're living in this lovely community and America yeah. first and blah, fucking blah. But now I just can't engage in this delusion anymore. I, I just don't think that any of this is real. Well, here is the great transition for you. If none of this works out, if you don't have faith in the courts, you don't have faith in the ballot box, perhaps you just go with the frequently forecasted Civil War too. No, I don't want that either. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, where's my, oh yeah, here, here, here's the story. So this, there, there was a lot of stuff that's getting real close, teetering on that edge of the boogaloo, more so than usual, to be honest. Alan West the chairman of the Texas Republican party responded to the Supreme court's decision with a statement that reads in part, perhaps law abiding states should bond together and form a union of states that will abide by the constitution. The Texas GOP will always stand for the constitution and for the rule of law, even when others don't. Now that was just commentary from Alan West, but there is a little bit of momentum to this in the state of Texas West comments come after the uh, after Texas State Representative Kyle Biederman said he's going to introduce a bill in the Texas legislature to leave the United States. It's called Texit in this uh, headline here. He says, quote, the federal government is out of control and does not represent the values of Texans. That is why I am committing to file legislation this session that will allow a referendum to give Texans a vote for the state of Texas to reassert its values as an independent nation. And just in case you thought all of this was coming from the, the right wing in response to the court and in response to the election result, I guess this isn't technically calling for civil war or secession or that sort of thing, but it's adjacent. This is an astounding call from representative bill Pascrell of New Jersey He's a uh, sitting congressman and he's calling on Nancy Pelosi to bar 126 Republican congressmen from the House. These are the the members of Congress who supported the lawsuit, arguing they should not be seated in the new Congress because of their support for that lawsuit. And he says it violated the Constitution. He cites Section three of the 14th Amendment, which states no member of Congress may engage in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or give aid or comfort to enemies. It's treason, an allegation of treason, essentially. So he's saying Duly elected members of Congress should not be seated because I consider their actions treasonous. Uh, Pelosi has not commented on this uh, call specifically from Representative uh, Par- Parscale is his name. Yeah, or P- Pascrell. She's not commented on this specifically, but in a letter Friday, she did say Republicans are, quote, subverting the Constitution by their reckless and fruitless assault on our democracy. I didn't know lawsuits could do like you'd think that they're they're raiding places or something they're just filing they're going through the courts what what do you want you can say that the the cases are bunk but how is going through the courts subverting the constitution i don't even know what they're talking about and and i love this sort of language too because it's like great okay so you got you democrats are on board agreeing that we should maintain some constitutional fidelity you do realize that constitutional fidelity is the basis of this entire argument. So the second that you show up and say, yeah, we're big fans of the constitution as it was written. Okay. Conflict over. Now we can get to the real task of minimizing the size of the federal government, returning power to the States. When are you guys actually going to be on board with those constitutional themes you claim to defend? 
Never. If you can totally subvert the Constitution just by virtue of having a majority of the populace and in government in this country, then it ceases to protect any of us and doesn't really matter. The way it has developed, it is the integrity of the Constitution is totally dependent on the faithful reading of the nine people who sit on the Supreme Court. It was not intended to be that way. These people were not intended to be unelected dictators, but in effect they are, or at least a council of dictators. And so it has become just a battle of who gets to seat the council. And that's not good yeah, either. So, so why are we constantly worshiping the constitution? It's not serving to protect the people. Um, we have people in lifetime appointment that are just legislating for the bench constantly and that are not protecting us in a situation where there's obvious voter fraud that has swayed the outcome of an election of a presidential election in a very important year. Um, so why, why does why does any of this matter? Why does the constitution matter? Why? Well, it still matters because it represents a philosophical truth and ideal. And I think that even if we started a, a, a society from scratch, you would largely maintain the themes on which it is built. That's why it matters. There but- have to be better ways to adhere to it or it doesn't matter. It's like the rule of law. If it's not enforced, then who gives a shit what the law says? Yeah, we've gotten soft on some enforcement over the years. You could make the argument. I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know who's uh, not getting soft on enforcement? The uh, the old Proud Boys against uh, Antifa, which... Uh, Thank God for this. It's been a rough week. We'll get to that in a moment. <sighs> what happened last night. But beforehand, what happened during the day yesterday looked a lot like the MAGA march two or three weeks ago, where there were a whole bunch of people showing up peacefully for the president during the day. And then it changed pretty drastically at night. But the scene during the day was great. It was thousands of people out supporting the president. There was this cool scene where Marine One actually flew overhead while they're singing the national anthem. This was the scene. Okay, and then uh, the sun went down and four people got stabbed among uh, in between a whole bunch of other violence. I do have before we get to the details of the stabbing, Daily Caller uh, reporter Shelby Talcott, among others, were on scene just capturing some of the scenes of how crazy this got between Antifa thugs who throwed who showed up and uh, Proud Boys guys who showed up, I guess, to uh, counter them. This is just some of the scenes of violence last night. Skateboards, always the skateboards. Okay, that brings us to the stabbing. What happened specifically with this stabbing? I had to read like five articles about this just to figure out what the fuck happened. Mm. But um, that first one that I sent you, it was like talking about the perpetrator and then later in the article referred to him as the victim. I was like, "Mm, is that how they're going to play this? And then we have video for it. But of course, it starts 
right after whatever this guy did. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, the narrative is going to be like, dude is um, attacked by Trump supporters. So four people stabbed Saturday during unrest in D.C. Uh, the stabbing victims uh, transported, blah, 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 blah. They're not in life threatening condition. I'm pretty sure that all of them have um, have been released at this point. So they're critical, but not life threatening. Um, unrelated, 33 people were arrested. <laughs> Eight cops were injured. Wow. During all this. Yeah. Uh, so this is the guy that did it, Philip Johnson. He's 29. He's, he's from Northwest D.C. He's been arrested uh, and charged with assault with a dangerous weapon. Um, and we should play the video now and then we'll talk about it. So this is the scene provided by the New York Post of the stabbing. But as you mentioned, it's like an Antifa guy trying to get away. He's like walking away from the Proud Boys and then they're kind of roughing him up and he pulls a knife and then they all descend upon him. Blonde chick. Good for you, bitch. Good people okay. chase, chasing him down, beat his ass. I don't, oh, we cut it off, but um, when they finally descend upon him, like this fat cop shows up and he just maces everybody. Oh, I even didn't see that part. Dang like, what are you doing? These <laughs> cops are so worthless, worthless police officers. You see all those bike cops like, Ooh, break it up, guys. Uh, stop it. Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Like, what are you doing? Uh, we have serious problems, serious civil unrest here. And you're going to cruise up on your bike with your baton. Is this the UK? God, <laughs> get your so normal wall tasks. That'll get I know. under control. Jeez, like do something was, or do nothing. There was this other scene that you sent to me where I I can't tell. You said it looked like a chick who punches this chick. I can't tell. I don't know. This what looks like what's happening here is honestly like reverse treatment for Antifa. I'm my interpretation of this scene is Antifa shows up. They're getting their ass kicked and they're trying to leave, but they're still getting their ass kicked more by Proud Boys people. Uh, who are pursuing them, apparently. Here's uh, some of that scene. Uh, Okay, so obviously, if people are trying to leave the scene, that's not a defensive situation. You shouldn't be attacking people who are leaving a scene. That's That's not a good look. To the point of your smirk, uh, I I would guess, I'd be comfortable guessing that maybe these Antifa people showed up with some nefarious intent and maybe acted on some of that nefarious intent. Based on what I see here, on on principle, Susan, I disavow. That said, uh, I, I, I have to notice, only when Antifa shows up does the violence commence. Leave yeah. the Proud Boys to their own devices and they just, uh, you know, they just hang out. Antifa shows up, violence commences. Proud Boys by themselves don't commit violence. Antifa by themselves do commit violence. Explain that one to me. What do you want hmm. me to say? All I can tell you is that I got an exhilarating rush of dopamine and adre- adrenaline when I watched <laughs> that, and it made me feel good. I felt good. <laughs> and since I'm governed by my feelings, then uh, you know I, I can't even say anything about this without getting in trouble, but... I'm surprised your feelings did not approve of this scene. I actually thought it was funny. I had to censor it because I don't I don't know if Susan will let me show bare asses or not. 
But the Proud Boys showed up and wrote fuck Antifa on their asses and were mooning the Antifa yeah. people. Question is, who wrote it? Did they write it on each other's asses? or It reads as it- pretty gay to me, and I just am not really interested in man ass. I just... I think there might have been a ball or two seen in the picture. So I was like, well, yeah. Susan's probably not going to let me show it. But I'll link it if you guys want to yeah. see. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Gay. Why did they have to do something awesome like beating the crap out of all these Antifa and then be like, oh, let's make this really faggy. Like, well, come on, guys. in fairness, they did this before the beatings, I think. This was the first gesture. The beatings came later. It looks like daytime, at least. Mm. Okay, so that that's what happened in D.C. That's the state of the court cases. Um Next up, I, def- I want to talk about Susan and what we're allowed to talk about in terms of the election anymore. Uh, might be wise to take a quick break before we hop into that. Um, would it be okay if we took a longer break and like, I don't know, after this next topic? Yeah, we could talk so about uh, Susan and we could talk. Uh, yeah, and after that, that, we got Hunter Biden and some other stuff. So, all right, let's keep going a little bit. Um, While I'm thinking about it, so I don't forget, I'm going to open up the treasure chest for you fine folks over on DLive because I often forget to do that if I don't don't take care of it early. So that will be heading your way for DLive people. Thank you guys for hanging out over there. And let's talk uh, Susan. Because, of course, what you're allowed to discuss in terms of the election now is uh, going to be heavily regulated by Queen Susan Wiki Wiki. She has decreed that she will not tolerate any videos that, uh, quote unquote, mislead people by alleging that widespread fraud or errors changed the outcome of the 2020 U.S. presidential election. You can make that allegation about any other election under the sun in any other country or older elections in this country, just not 2020 because Susan says so. Uh, Susan has also, I love this. This was announced through a blog post. This was another thing about this. I don't know about you. Did you get an email announcing this? I got some change of service email, but it's happened so many times before. I don't even read it. I didn't get any sort of email communication about this from Susan or YouTube. Okay. I guess not then. Some people like Dave Rubin said he did. So I I can't claim that they didn't send out an email, but at least where the I get their emails and I didn't get one on this. So I don't know what happened, but this is a blog post. It was announced by a blog post. Susan says this. And if it's not insulting enough to say that you can't discuss certain ideas or claims about the election. She's also bragging in this post about how YouTube does an excellent job of redirecting traffic and searches any interest in the election or politics to so-called authoritative sources. She says that on average, 88% of the videos in top 10 search results related to elections came from authoritative news sources. So the top beneficiaries of this algorithmic manipulation are ABC news, USA today and NBC news. Thank you, Susan, for throwing shows like ours under the bus and making sure that people who actually create content for your platform, as opposed to cable news or their own websites or newspapers or whatever. Thank you for screwing us over after we have built your platform for years and years and years. That is much appreciated. Now, as far as the enforcement of this, Susan and YouTube say they're, they'll simply delete videos for now that, that question the election results or claim that fraud was the definitive factor in the outcome of the election. But uh, reportedly, 
So it, it would be a deletion without additional punishment. They'll just delete the video, but your channel's not in trouble outside of the deletion of the video. But she said, I've seen reports that say after inauguration day, you'll actually get strikes for questioning that sort of thing. Three strikes and you're out on YouTube. Doesn't matter how big you are. Doesn't matter how awesome your channel is. Question the election three times post January 20th. They'll probably delete you. So uh, this is going to be this is going to be a big deal going into the new year. Scott Adams is the only person that I've seen so far to have a video deleted under this new rule. Apparently it happened to him on Friday. They sent him an email saying that he violated their rules on spam, deceptive practices and scams as though it's a scam to discuss election data. And uh, how about that? Like, I would love to ask Susan, I mean, beyond all the obvious questions, what about the people with the sworn affidavits in Michigan or Pennsylvania or wherever people who said, no, no, I watched this happen and I will put my name to it under penalty of perjury. Susan's going to not allow them to have a YouTube channel. What? You can't claim to have witnessed things that you witnessed. Okay. Good luck with this. This is, I, as I've said before, and I think you're still in agreement with me on this, but push back if you're not. I'm going to ride the YouTube train until she finally swings the axe. Until that thing is derailed. What and choice do we have? I, mean. I want the satisfaction of Susan deleting me and us as opposed to like voluntarily leaving. Because set up shop here, built it here. I don't want to leave. You're going to have to delete me if it's going to happen. I... I I, I can't wait to hear Susan explain this by voice if it ever happens. I'd love to hear her explain this in an interview, but that's optimistic for people who supposedly love democracy as they, as they call it and freedom. Is there anything more anti-freedom, anti-democratic uh, pro authoritarian government than banning criticism or dissent on the processes and legitimacy of the government? When we talk about free speech, it's one thing to say I can't say Eric Charmella's name as the alleged whistleblower. It's a very small piece of information. What you're talking about here is not only the opinion of half the country, effectively, but it's it's the purest form of protected free speech. When you think of what the First Amendment, and I know I'm a private company, okay, but the philosophy of the first amendment. What speech was that designed to protect? What's the philosophy of this country? Political speech is part of anyone's definition of that. Even if you believe in my hate speech, even if you are, you know, you're, you, you want things like obscenity and pornography and all that stuff restricted. Political speech is going to be heavily restricted. This is some of the most anti-democratic anti-freedom crap I've ever heard. I would love to hear her defend it in, in real time, person to person, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so what does that mean? I, I more than any other, I, honestly, I'm survive. I'm surprised that shows like ours have survived as long as they have, but I if know, this, how, <laughs> if this standard is maintained, I would expect 2021 to become a year where either by the swing of the ax or by people leaving voluntarily, YouTube will, if not die significantly decline for this, this sort of uh, content. So, like always, it's not new. This kind of content. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you want to go watch ABC news, YouTube is the spot. No doubt. Yep. But they're held up so much by these other major corporations. It's not just these like between the top 10 YouTubers, they probably have 
a thousand times the views as the bottom 90%. Yeah, maybe. Although if they start losing channels like the Steven Crowders, like the Tim pools, those sorts of channels, who knows, maybe you get a PewDiePie to be like, fuck this. I'm out <laughs> on principle. You can do some real damage to YouTube, but going into the new year, as always, it's not just our channel. It's all the channels you enjoy. You don't know when the ax is going to swing. Make sure that you follow shows like this one. If you like it or whoever you like, go to BitChute, go to D live. Uh, I, ha- I have a rumble channel personally set up and rumble is saying that they're yeah. And rumble is saying they're going to enable live streaming soon. So potentially we could stream the show over there for now. I'm just posting my own stuff, but uh, yeah, bookmark the website, of course, MattChristensenMedia.com. We're not going anywhere, but YouTube is going to make it hard to find stuff like ours in the future. Just um, be prepared for that. Audio platforms, of course, it's always linked in the description, but just like any other time, uh, just whatever shows you enjoy, whether it's ours or somebody else's, follow them somewhere else as a backup because you never know when they get ghosted. It sounds like yeah. that day's coming. So... Uh, <laughs> That's that moves in nicely to the uh, Hunter Biden news, which uh, this was disinformation you weren't supposed to talk about like two or three. Well, I guess pre-election and now post-election, it turns out that the Hunter Biden shenanigans actually have some legs, which we already knew. There's actually not that much new to this other than Hunter Biden said, like, yeah, I'm under investigation. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's it's kind of remarkable that they were able to find the legal avenue to table this during the election. This was clearly relevant information. Um, Depends who you ask. Russian disinfo, non-story. I know, I know. So now that the election is over, the investigation is entering a new phase. Federal prosecutors in Delaware working with the IRS and the FBI are taking overt steps such as issuing subpoenas and seeking interviews. Activity in the investigation had gone covert due to Justice Department guidelines on prohibiting overt actions that could affect an election. I, that's such horseshit, though, because um, they they invented this entire Russian narrative during the last election in an effort to change the election result. And this was material information that was relevant to the election. Yeah, how, that, can well, that, how can that even be sanctioned by the Justice Department? That's incredible to me. Well, that's the paradox. It's like by they're saying, oh, we don't want to get involved in the election. But by ignoring clearly and potentially criminal election relevant material that does get involved in the election because you are denying people information that's highly relevant in their decision making. I don't I don't necessarily buy into these polls as gospel, but I've seen polling that says a huge percentage of Democrats heard nothing of the Hunter Biden story or even independents who voted Democrat and a a significant portion of them saying it would have had influence on their vote. If not changed it, they would have voted for him anyway. Who knows? It's, 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 it's really, as a counterfactual. It's hard to say this uniquely changed the result, but it's at bare minimum. It is media collusion to cover up a story in favor of their preferred presidential candidate. It's yeah. undeniable. Yep. So investigators have been examining multiple financial issues, including whether Hunter Hunter Biden and his associates violated violated tax and money laundering laws in business dealings with foreign countries, principally China. And then this is from Hunter himself. I learned yesterday for the first time that the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware advised my legal counsel. Also yesterday that they are investigating my tax affairs. I had no idea this was coming. I take this matter very seriously, but I am confident that a professional and objective review, this is meaningless, of these matters will demonstrate that I handle my affairs legally and appropriately. 
including with the benefit of professional tax advisors. Like you can't find a fucking crooked tax man anywhere. Smoke crack every day. Crack goes great with foot jobs. Hunter Biden. (laughs) Spice up the Um, statements a little bit. Come on. Let's talk about these lying journalists. If you remember uh, from October, uh, this is Politico. Um, More than 50 former senior intelligence officers, officials have signed on to a letter outlining their belief that the recent disclosure of emails allegedly belonging to Joe Biden's son, quote, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. They had a whole article in mid to late October about this. I think we talked about it at the time. Yeah. Um, NPR uh, around that time also said they tweeted that they don't want to waste their their readers time on stories that are not stories. And then December 9th, NBC headline. Yeah, this is just um, the other day. They're still going with it. Just the other day. Hunter Biden, president elect's son, says federal prosecutors probing his taxes. And then the subheading is the probe was revealed weeks after an election in which President Donald Trump and his allies made unfounded and baseless claims of corruption regarding Hunter Biden and uh. his unfounded, baseless, um, nothing to see here. Well, it's just. It's all so tiresome. It's all so... You watch the trajectory of this story and how the laptop was first fake or inauthentic. Now we know, of course, through the reporting that a lot of the evidence or the origins of this uh, this investigation were found on his laptop. So we know it was his. We know that it had some sketchy stuff on it. We know that it's material to this investigation. We were told a few months ago, oh, that's not a thing. That's That's a conspiracy theory. We don't even know if the laptop is legit. And the other piece of criticism is, or okay, fine, Hunter's a piece of crap and he does weird stuff and he might have done unethical things to get rich out of foreign countries using his dad's name, to which he has admitted, by the way. That's not even speculative. Hunter Biden goes on news shows and says, yeah, I wouldn't have got uh, the job and money at Burisma and elsewhere if my last name wasn't Biden. The defense has always been, well, yeah, but Joe didn't know. Joe doesn't know that much. This is just his degenerate son running around doing nothing. Well, over the course of this story, We've seen multiple pieces of evidence not limited to the testimony of Tony Bobolinsky, who claims to have been a party to a conversation with both of them going over exactly these sort of uh, corrupt deals. Maybe he's credible, maybe he's not, but I seem to remember that just someone saying something was good enough to try to deny a man a, ban- a seat on the uh, Supreme Court bench. Now we don't care what witnesses have to say. So it's it's just very interesting to watch this story go from non-story, nothing to see here, total crap, you're a tinfoil hat conspiracy yeah. theorist, to actually it's super legit and the FBI has been looking into it for a long time. What changed in the meantime? The election date. That's it. That is all. And these are the people that you're supposed to trust and uh, believe as authoritative on YouTube to give you all the correct information about the election and everything else. These are the people who never would lie to you in pursuit of their own personal interests. Never, ever, ever trust them. Trust Susan. Trust the recommendation to ABC News and the rest of them. Don't question things yourself, even though their own coverage of the story will switch on a dime, depending on whether it's in their political interest or not. Here's the other interesting angle on Hunter. Do you think this is the extra tinfoil stuff? Do you think they're going to go after Hunter as a means to get rid of Joe? Because as Joe's day approaches, inauguration day, if that happens, the clock is on for when he's pushed out. Do you think this has anything to do with that? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't that be funny wouldn't that be know. funny what's gonna happen next i i just 
I have no idea. I I have no idea what, what's going to happen. If there. only I could go back in time to tell ourselves a year ago, or at least around impeachment. No, no. What you don't know is it's going to be this crazy virus that's going to have all sorts of weird shit about it, and your constitutional rights are going to be thrown out the window. And some people are going to be convinced that it's a 100% hoax, and some people are going to be convinced that it's the actual death plague that will kill you on contact. I wish I could have yeah. gone back and told myself <laughs> a year ago that that's what was coming for us. But that is what happened this last year. So we would be foolish in uh, trying to predict the next one, I think. Well, let's talk about uh, Swalwell. Unless you want to take a break here. What do you think? Um, yeah, let's take a break. Okay. I can, uh, I'll, I'll start taking some chats and uh, I'll just. Sure, uh, I'll be back in 10 and, minutes. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, thank you guys for your patience. Let's see what the chatters are up to. Take a few on YouTube. Then we'll check in on DLive and Streamlabs and all the rest. As soon as I can navigate Susan's fantastic super chat system. She was, uh, she couldn't be bothered to fix the super chat system. She had to uh, craft a new policy for what conversation gets banned or what topics get banned election related at least. Um, okay. Holden Mulray says, Hey, truth seekers. I hope we don't have to enter the big ice dome. <laughs> The old uh, Hawaiian shirt hootenanny. But if we do, let's not lose sight of or let's not not lose sight that the left is so easily crippled by fear. Love you guys. God bless. I suppose maybe you take advantage of that. Think of something scarier than coronavirus and use it for your own purposes. Holden Mulray also says market forces are like natural forces. Capitalism harnesses them for human progress. Communism and socialism pretend they don't exist. It is like denying that uh, wind exists. God bless you both. Well, that is, uh, and thank you and you as well. That is a theme common to all of that uh, philosophy is that human beings fundamentally, I think that um, those on the right, which is a pretty big tent. I think those on the right grant and understand humanity's imperfections and view the world through humanity's imperfections and how best to craft our systems uh, with respect to them and understanding them on the left, whether it's humanity's imperfections or the earth's imperfections or whatever, I notice much more of a philosophical tendency to want to perfect or fix everything that is quote unquote wrong about humanity or the planet that if we just got the right people in control of everything, we could perfect humanity into some inhuman being, but that's never, uh, that's never going to happen. Or at least they haven't done it right yet. But of course, uh, true communism has never been tried. Russ says, let's spam YouTube with uh, Texas lawsuit videos. The SCOTUS was chicken. They're afraid of getting packed. Oh, I wonder. That's an interesting angle I hadn't thought of. Like, was it, were they afraid of taking the case and having Congress react to, to pack the court and, uh, and reduce the influence of those who sit on it presently? I, I guess I hadn't thought of that angle. God, I would hope that their reason wasn't just pure cowardice, but like I said, man, they had an opportunity to iron out some unclear legal territory and they balked and I, I'm pissed at them for that. It's not even, it's not that they didn't pick the president that I want or something like that. It's just like, this is your jurisdiction. This is a claim. This is a question that needs answering. Answer it for us. That's all. Just answer it for us. That's your job. They didn't do it. Doc Bailey says, I keep trying to tell my friends on the left how dangerous it is not taking allegations of shenanigans seriously doubt the elections a doubt in the election is the most surefire way to end the republic i am alarmed uh, no doubt that yeah if half the country doesn't believe the elections are legitimate it, how, how are we supposed to function 
good, uh, good observation, good question. Grumbledore says, I'm convinced they're putting people from the Obama administration in Biden's cabinet because people with dementia are more comfortable in familiar surroundings. At what point is this elder abuse? Yeah, I guess I shouldn't be laughing. There is a sad element to this, no doubt. I mean, you're, you're watching a man in decay. Is Joe Biden fully gone? Maybe not, but he's not who he used to be. And he didn't used to be the most eloquent speaker of all time. You can go back and watch him a decade ago. He's much sharper and more with it. He's not there right now. And as much as I chuckle at the gaffes, to your point, like that is a, a biological reality. That's seriously at its core, not all that funny. So point taken. Uh, let me see what's going on over on uh, D Live Silosopher gifting all sorts of subs. Thank you for that. That is much appreciated. Donald Trump says uh, Hillary still sucks. That's the real Donald Trump. Watches our stream confirmed. Thank you for that. Check in on Streamlabs real quick. Okay. Oh, we got a lot of people hanging out on stream last night. Cameron says if Trump cared about the Republic and his integrity, he would have crossed that Rubicon yesterday, but he won't because he's a showman and a grifter of the highest order. It's all fake to placate boomers and, and patriots. Uh, we're all we have left lean into collapse. <laughs> well, uh, as we were discussing earlier, I fully understand the theory that you're not going to principle your way out of this fight. The principles have been compromised to such a damaged degree that it's going to take the full extent of that damage to build them back up. I get it. I just, as we were mentioning, I just don't like the idea of betraying what I believe in, in order, in order to build what I believe in. So count me in on the, on the fight until they have me at the guillotine and say, and I'll be saying, well, at least I had more principles. That is my fate. It's my fate and I've chosen it, but I understand where you're coming from. Cameron. Uh, <laughs> have I read this one before? Blumpkin spice latte. Maybe I have. Blumpkin is a highly underrated, uh, obscene term. Don't Google it. Mom and dad, Matt and I once made love and he was my nanny. I was amazed that his whole coat, that his whole coat tree fit my purse, but with a spoonful of sugar, his medicine went down just fine. It was super scagalistic expialidocious. Okay. <laughs> Not sure I understand that one. It's the most uh, goddamn faggy thing you ever seen. Fritz Musterman says, I was told blonde should screen my potential girlfriends or spouses since she'll heartlessly weed out bad matches. Uh, what do you say, blonde? Are you up for it? Ha ha question. If the election was stolen, should Trump hold on to power? Uh, even if it means civil war or give in for peace. Ooh, should he actually hold up in the white house? <laughs> I, well, I, increasingly I'm just surrendering to, I want to see the show. I want to see the show. I want to see, uh, I don't know, man. Um, I think, uh, Listen, uh, you, you exercise as much of the process as you possibly can. If the process doesn't go your way, I think you, on principle, you leave the White House and you continue fighting through the avenues that you have. Uh, do I want to see the show of Trump? And, and maybe they'll try to arrest him on the, uh, on the steps on the way out. I, I'm sure 2021 is going to be full of the sort of political theater that you're talking about. So I'm sure we'll get to see some of it. I, I will highlight your, uh, 
your chat for blonde when she returns. And uh, if I, if I forget to come back to it, you can send her an email and perhaps she'll be interested in playing matchmaker for you. I can't guarantee, but maybe it's blonde in the belly of the beast at gmail.com. Candy Mac says, Merry Christmas guys. Blonde. Can you make your own? Uh, you can make your own traditions. My daughter is going to start this year by giving three presents only. And that's what, we, uh, that's what the wise men gave. Ah, Maddie is too, so it's good a good time for new traditions for him. Well, that's very cool. I'm going to highlight these. Hope you're doing well, by the way, Candy Mac. Thank you. I'm going to highlight these, and perhaps I'll be able to return to them when Blonde comes comes back here. Let's see what's going on back on YouTube. River of Truth says in a video today I talked about the Executive Order 13848 in the Insurrection Act. What are your all's thoughts on it? Uh, Patriots for Trump, please give me a watch. River of Truth. I don't. Uh, I'm not familiar with the Executive Order. I would need more of the detail on it. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I have to punt that question, but I don't know much about it off the top of my head. Or if I, if I do remember it, it's not by the specific citation. Unfortunately, but thank you, man, and good luck with your channel. Laurel says. Do you guys think they will cheat in the Georgia Senate races? If Biden takes office, do you think they will pack the Supreme Court? Will you ever, will we ever win an election? Another election. What do you wish patriots would do? I am optimistic about the Georgia election on fair terms, if that's, if that's possible these days. But assuming that the election is or was conducted fairly, I think that Republican enthusiasm is going to be pretty high because they're pissed off at what happened here. I think Democrat. If I buy the theory of this election on its face that Joe Biden did so well because people hate Trump that much. Well, that means Trump's not on the ballot. Democrat voters don't get the benefit of Trump hatred as much. Republican voters, meanwhile, are super pissed off. So they're going to come out to vote. And the state, at least historically or at least recently, has leaned conservative. So. Maybe you have a return to the norm there. If they pull off both seats in Georgia, uh, I'm looking at that black bill real hard. That is to say, do I think that these people will head into the Senate and with their control of Congress and the White House and actually follow the path of unity that they claim to forge? No, of course not. I think they will wreck every principle and institution on which this country has been built for the past few centuries without any sort of uh, regret or hesitation about it. Will they specifically pack the court. I think they might have a little bit of trouble on that one just because you had Manchin come out and say that he would not support. So maybe they're minus one on that. That said, and I don't think you're going to get like a Susan Collins or a Murkowski or a Romney on packing the court. That said, though, on stuff like gun control and other ways they could restrict your rights, not only will they have the tiebreaker with Kamala, I can see them peeling off a Murkowski or uh, a Collins or a Romney on those sorts of ideas. So it does all come down to Georgia. And if they pull off both, not only am I more convinced this was rig- rigged, I am, uh, yeah, I just, I wonder what the fate of the country is going to be. What my advice for patriots should do, as always, hope for the best and work for the best. Prepare for the worst. If you weren't prepared for serious conflict and serious uh, hardship or anything like that before coronavirus, it's never too late. Have supplies. Make sure that you're competent in some some skills to get by if you have to. I, it's not my expectation that we head into some sort of apocalyptic scenario, but I think that what these people are trying to do and the distrust of the right wing in general of, of their legitimacy is, is ripe for serious conflict that, that could cause some complications in this country, to put it lightly. 
Ang- one angry weeb says, well, it's been a good run, fellow Americans. The Republic appears to be lost. Time to run this this B into the ground so we can rebuild and hopefully do it right this time. Well, if we are all going collapsitarian, we need to make a plan for a centralized bunker location through which to ride out this chaos. And of course, we can't do it on the stream because we don't want the non-bunker friendly people to know where it is. But yeah, if we we might as well all have a big party. Can I maybe can I at least uh get people to commit to that if we're going collapsitarian and black bill can we all find a place to congregate and put the collapse up on like a big drive-in movie screen so i can enjoy the entertainment among friends that would be my one request bobby collins says blonde i hate to uh disrespect your marriage but your hair and makeup are giving me serious wood i hope blonde can hear that right now i'll have to come back to that okay so you are back is that a good compliment or are you not into that one very offended there were uh thank you uh bobby i'll leave off on youtube there for now uh, over on streamlabs there were just a couple for you i don't know if you were able to hear them or not but candy mac says uh it's it's great to make new traditions for your kids regarding uh christmas she's doing a uh, three presents for her kids because that's what the wise men gave uh so just some encouragement for you to think of your own ideas you don't have to do them all santa bit and then mr monkey said um Oh, this was a new one, actually. Blonde needs to watch Jonathan Pagot's video, Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy Exist. You, you got to watch the the proof of his existence, I guess. This was the one I was trying to get to, though. Fritz Musterman. I was told Blonde should screen um, my potential girlfriends or spouses since she'll heartlessly weed out bad matches. What do you say, Blonde? Are you up for it? You open to an email. Oh, sh- thank you. Thank you, stream. Uh, are you up for the... Uh, are you up to vet some potential matches for this prospective Sure, dating? why not? Email address, uh, well, you go for it. Yeah. Uh, blonde in the belly of the beast at gmail.com. Okay, let's stop there. Thank you, as always, for the tip chat. We don't want to go a whole stream with you, uh, with you muted. That would be a disaster. Although we've endured disasters before, so what else is new? Let's, uh, let's head back into the topics. Moving from Hunter Biden to uh, Eric Swalwell. So Axios reported this week uh, that uh, a Chinese spy named Fang Fang, otherwise known as Christine Fang, had infiltrated uh, California Bay Area politicians while working on behalf of the Chinese communist government. It's very interesting that we're hearing from certain members of the Democratic delegation that the Republicans have committed treason by filing a lawsuit or even supporting a lawsuit, but you have actual members in your party who by all accounts and by really no denial from them, cozied up with an actual Chinese spy and, uh, and uh, allowed her to bring interns into the office and allowed her to help with fundraising and all this sort of stuff. So most prominently, of course, Fang worked in uh, fundraising for Eric Swalwell's 2014 re-election campaign, Fang, uh, Fang also placed at least one intern into Swalwell's office. And reportedly, Fang engaged in sexual relationships with at least two Midwestern mayors. So among the questions that remain in this story is, did Eric Swalwell actually bang a Chinese spy? Swalwell's office has told Axios that they will not say to protect information that may be classified, but why would a denial be classified? Yeah. What, what would be the yeah. information to, pr- to protect with a, 
with a denial, though, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, as many have said, it would be the most Swalwell thing ever to simp for a Chinese spy and compromise his country to the communists and still not even get laid. I could believe that about Eric Swalwell. The other question that remains here, what is the current relationship between Swalwell and this woman? Swalwell says that he ended his relationship with Fang Fang once alerted to who she was by the FBI in 2015. But as of this week, Eric's dad and brother are, are still Facebook friends with her and they liked posts of hers as recently as March. Does that mean Eric is hanging out with her? Uh, I don't know, but it seems like his family is still fairly friendly uh, as recently as this year. And I've seen this circulating around Twitter too. I don't know if this is legitimate or not, but there are records on OpenSecrets.org, which is a big database of federal campaign finance and uh, party finance information that is required for disclosure by federal law. There are records under the Democratic Party's expenses in 2016, several salary payouts to one Christine Fang and auto travel reimbursements to Christine Fang. I don't have enough information to know. Is this the same person? I guess it's possible. There's someone else who. On the name. I, I don't know. Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. I would venture to say it's probably her. We just don't know. And I haven't seen confirmation of this. I, was, I just haven't seen a lot of reporting on this either, but it is a question that is still out there. You know, he's married. I, he has kids. Yeah. But I think the relationship was before he was married. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't uh, infidelity as far as I understand. Ah, well, I will reform my opinion, downgrade (sighs) my hatred of him to, you know, severe to extremely bad. Wow, what an upgrade. Don't forget he farted on MSNBC, though. Does that bring him back down? And then that really cringy thing that he said when he was talking about his campaign. What what was it? It was, uh, we will be bold dramatic pause without, without the, bull. the bull chirp 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 radio chirp, chirp. silence yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that was at uh god when i think that was summer 2019 because he was still a candidate then and of course he quit the presidential race well before iowa yeah I forget what it that was event that was on his face though that made it he went like <laughs> so bad. yeah that was before <laughs> coronavirus like he was getting no crowds and chirps before coronavirus that's how bad it was so this is before he was married. Okay. I stand corrected. I don't know if maybe he had a relationship with his current wife back then. I don't know. But if, and his kids were born like 2018, I think was the first one. So his kids weren't in play. Any of that. I bet his wife is still really pissed. <laughs> She's probably going through Fang Fang's Facebook, comparing pictures and wondering what the hell did he see in this bitch? Yeah. You didn't tell me you had yellow fever. You asked. <laughs> Yeah, he was younger. You're right. It was 2015. Yeah. Of course, the other piece of this story is just the hypocrisy. We've heard for years that the Trumps and their associates had been in bed with foreign spies. Here's Swalwell just last year making that allegation in a clip that's still posted on his Twitter channel as of today. Stated plainly, the president's son met with a Russian spy. You see from all individuals here, from the president's son to his son-in-law to his campaign chairman, an eagerness and a willingness to work with the Russians. What that materialized to, I think at this point, only special counsel knows. That's rich coming from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you can always say, well, maybe he didn't know at the time. 
maybe that's a defense from hypocrisy is ignorance. But he knew he had a relationship with this woman at the time, and he knew per the FBI that she was a Chinese communist spy. He had full awareness of what he was doing. He already knew she was a spy when he said this? Well, I I don't, to be fair, I don't have the language or the terms of what the FBI said to him. But per the Axios report, it's in here somewhere. The FBI tipped him off in 2015 like, hey, this bitch is sketchy. And that's when he says he cut off the relationship. So he knew at bare minimum that he had a relationship with a foreign operative of an enemy of this country. And yet he never discloses it. He goes up on, he gets up on MSNBC and accuses others of having that same sort of inappropriate relationship. Another classic example of everything they accuse you of doing, they themselves do without fail. It is always true every single time. And then you had Nancy Pelosi this week asked about this whole scandal at her press conference. And she says she has no concern about Swalwell, not even like, well, we're going to talk to him about it and make sure it never happens again. No, I have no concern. And then she says, minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, his concern with the story is only because he's trying to deflect from the fact that he has QAnon followers in his delegation. I don't have any concern about Mr. Swalwell, but you know what he's trying to do. He's trying to deflect attention from the fact that he has QAnon in his uh, his delegation over there. Uh, and that, I think, is a danger. Okay. What a deflection attempt. This ancient bitch. I'm so sick of this. If she accuses you of deflecting, she's deflecting. Case in point. Even if it was true, w- w- tell me, Nancy, what is worse? Is it worse to have members of Congress with some weird tinfoily opinions, if that's what they are? Or is it worse to have members of Congress who are actively selling out this country to a communist party overseas? Which of those is worse as far as the deflection is concerned? Even if it is a deflection, shouldn't be me, we be more worried about what is being deflected to? the compromising of this country by its enemies, as opposed to like, Oh, they have weird theories about pedophiles in their internet group or whatever. Okay. Anyway, that's the, uh, Swalwell story. I want to, I got to keep it moving. Cause I, I I almost forgot about the mask story and I want to get to that. The mask story is coming up very shortly, but, uh, before we touch on that, uh, I do want to, uh, discuss a few other coronavirus and lockdown related stories as well. Uh, we've of course have had so many lockdown black pills in recent weeks that I'm not interested in going down that road again. Instead, I was looking for, once I saw the mask story, I was looking for encouraging things, which you are seeing You're seeing business owners resisting. You're seeing protests ramp up. You are seeing people waking up to this BS and hopefully the tides will turn soon. Interesting report out this week, too, about flu cases, just on the uh, what's going on with the virus itself. So recall a few weeks ago that the World Health Organization, uh, the data from the World Health Organization showed global flu cases were down something like 95 or 98 percent globally. And the fact checks, this was late October, said that point is uh, supposedly false, or at least it's it's missing context. This fact check from the AP says it's misleading to say that global flu cases are down 98% because those numbers are only looking at Southern Hemisphere numbers. Mm-hmm. And just you wait, the Northern Hemisphere flu season is around the corner. It starts in the fall, and then you'll see, because we're going to have a flu and coronavirus combo package. Remember, that's going to be the old one-two viral punch, and then we'll really be in trouble. Well, that looks like it's not playing out. Granted, it's early in the flu season, but 
the CDC has updated their website, and this was last week, to reflect the country's unusually low flu numbers. And they say, in part, quote, seasonal influenza activity in the United States remains lower than usual for this time of year. In fact, the numbers are so low that the CDC was unable to generate their usual flu model because there are too few flu hospitalizations to work with to build this model. The, the, uh, the webpage reads in part, quote, the model used to generate influenza in-season preliminary burden estimates uses current season flu hospitalization data. Reported flu hospitalizations are too low at this time to generate an estimate. Now, I haven't looked at the specific numbers yet, but the CDC in this reporting uh, say that the flu numbers are historically low so far. And Corona terrorists, the explanations you'll see in the replies to this, the Corona terrorists will tell you, well, yeah, the reason the flu numbers are so low is because we've done a great job of masking up and social distancing, which is weird because I've been told that our inability to commit to mask wearing and social distancing is why coronavirus is running rampant. How is yeah, it that, that first lockdown was so super effective that we needed a second worse and <laughs> Uh, really makes sense. Everybody's totally buying it. You know what it is, though? Everybody is totally buying it. So they can do whatever they want. They can run roughshod over the entire country because we're a country filled with pussies. The UK, too. You know who's not Once, doing any of this shit? The Japanese. I thought they are. I thought they were all about masks and stuff. I think they were before, but I don't think that they're, they're social distancing or they're concerned about it or it's affecting people's lives. I don't think businesses are shutting down in the same way. Hmm. Uh, I mean, God, even China's doing better than we are. <laughs> well, I have some questions about their reporting as we saw bro- the story broken by CNN last week. But yeah, but yeah uh, as always, it's not it's not that we have uh, I'm not claiming to have the 100 percent right idea here. But but just whenever you see big, scary numbers thrown at you daily, we got to ask questions about the integrity of the data. So are, are we simply reclassifying deaths that would have happened otherwise as coronavirus deaths? There's some evidence for that. Are we simply in this, in this theme, are we simply reclassifying other sicknesses as coronavirus? 2020 may be a, a bad year or 2021 rather it might be a bad upcoming year for freedom, but I think it's going to be a very interesting year for data analysis. When we can look back at all the oddities of this year in terms of the uh, health trends. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. You know what I was thinking about today? Cause legal man brought this up. I don't know that I've seen any evidence at all that any death was completely caused by coronavirus. Any mm-hmm. single death. Oh, okay. Cause I was going to say the CDC has reported those 10,000 or so that they say were uniquely coronavirus deaths as in no underlying conditions, no comorbidities, none of that. Uh- the, the trouble is, though, health health records are by law protected for privacy reasons. So the ability you'd have to get like voluntary family testimony. You'd have to have someone saying, yeah, this guy, I, I've, I guess I have. I've seen the stories out there. I just saw a story the other day of some 29 year old marathon runner. This is the story from the family. 29 year old marathon runner. No conditions died from coronavirus. Mm, I've seen I've no. seen that. No, we didn't. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I don't believe any of this anymore. <laughs> mm. I, you could only present individual cases volunteered by the people close to them to satisfy that. But, but I, I well, guess somebody what, can't pull out some anecdotal evidence from their arse at some point. What I do know is that people's anecdotal evidence matters to them. In the Spanish flu, one percent of the world population died. 
that means that your mom or and and five of your friends or something like that dead somebody you would know definitely somebody in your immediate periphery would have died in this situation i know in my personal life two people that have gotten it they're both fine i don't know anybody that's died i've heard through like my hairdresser her sister-in-law's father or whatever just died from coronavirus but he was in hospice that's the closest i am i've heard those sorts i don't have a personal connection either i don't know of anyone directly connected to me who has died due to the virus but uh but yeah so we'll we'll see we'll see if it's a miracle year for flu 2020 and 2021 flu season we'll find out i did want to is this crazy is this even real is this real Is is the coronavirus real Give me a couple more months, and then once we, here's what we have to do: we have to I'm a year of this, one year. We have to steal one of the shots, and if it's just salt water, then I know. Okay, the vaccine is just salt water. It's like, all right, <laughs> then that confirms to me somebody needs to smuggle me a one dose of the vaccine for testing. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, I wanted to move into some lockdown stuff and some some of the political angles on it. Uh, the uh, the Attilus Jim. We have some pornography for you guys right now. At least for you. I was going to say, you're going to have to. Me and every woman. <laughs> this Attilus Jim in Belmar, New Jersey. Of course, you remember them with the magnificent beards. At least the one owner, Ian Smith, has a flawless beard. Uh, I consider myself jealous for sure. They've been in this perpetual battle with Governor Phil Murphy. They've been locked out of their own gym. They've had their business license revoked. All of that on Instagram this week. Ian Smith. One of the owners posted uh, this video uh, that, uh, you know, they put text on the sheets and they drop the sheets. You got to read it. Here we go. He's at the gym. He says, welcome to the Attila's Gym Belmar. We've received a million dollars in fines. We had our business license stripped. We've had our doors locked and barricaded. We have been arrested and have over 60 citations. Today, we will pass 84,000 visits to our facilities. We don't mandate masks and never will. Governor Murphy will see this video and fine us $15,000 for it, but three men don't ask permission or for forgiveness. No science, no shutdown. Fuck you, Murphy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Damn. Uh, Are you okay after that? Yes. The, uh... The post he posted this on his Instagram, the Twitter post that brought it to my attention, uh, captioned to think about imagine if every single person in the USA had this exact attitude and energy as the people in this video. Just remember, this lasts as long as we say it lasts. They work for mm-hmm. us, there are way more of us than them. This lasts as long as we consent to it. If you don't consent to this anymore, don't participate in it anymore. It's kind of my philosophy. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, this dude that we're going to talk about, this supposed Marine that got his ass kicked, his wife wants to bang this guy. You know, dudes that are walking <laughs> around wearing masks, they better watch out because this guy, I bet he is slaying like the hottest chicks in all of Jersey. I hope he's happily married, but I don't know. Who knows? Move that up. Just out of, I'm just curious. <laughs> Listen, Ian, if you want Blonde's phone number, I can hook you up. No, okay? happily married. But, you know, this this kind of um, anti-authoritarian attitude is is what women find attractive in men, just straight up. It's not like, oh, I'm going to comply so that I don't uh, kill your grandma. Like, you're not going to know what happened in your marriage or in your relationship when your woman stops having sex with you. 
because you're just a giant pussy and she's just not into it. Neither of you are going to have any awareness of what's going on <laughs> until she bangs the dude from Atlas Gym. That's what's going to happen. Well, I appreciate his, uh, his spirit yeah. as always. And, uh, you know, I wish him all the best. We'll see how this goes. I hope, I hope he continues to get some GoFundMe money as well. Cause I admire the sticking to it despite the state just racking up the fees against that place. I don't know. I guess it's over a million bucks now over a million bucks just for pursuing the American dream and exercising your constitutional, or at least if not constitutional, your philosophical uh, right to earn a living, to go out there and get it for yourself. Good for him. Last, uh, real quick before we get to the mask story. Uh, d- <laughs> I loved this too. Derogatory sign about Dr. Rachel Levine causing controversy in Waterford. This is uh, the absolutely female, no questions asked uh, health uh, official. Uh, Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, who came out as transgender uh, in 2011. And the same lady who, or the same guy who dresses as a lady who uh, forced forced uh, corona positive old people back into the nursing homes in Pennsylvania while pulling his own mom out of the nursing home because it was unsafe. Anyway, in, in Waterford, Pennsylvania, along a highway, this is uh, Highway 19, Somebody put out a traffic sign, the kind you can program with messages, and the message on the sign read, don't let a man in a dress rule us Waterford. That's that's great. Uh, it was up for Fair like, a, sorry, what? Fair enough. Oh, yeah, to the point. <laughs> As of Thursday, though, the sign had been changed to read happy holidays and please wear a mask. So somebody got to this guy. The owner of the sign didn't want to comment, but was identified as a small business owner frustrated by coronavirus restrictions. All right. Time to get to the story I really wanted to talk about. Uh, headline show. <laughs> just to talk about this. I really should have talked about it first. I don't know why I've been teasing it the whole time just to get to it. But headline uh, out of Cairo 7 in Seattle. Ocean Shores man, this is Western Washington, attacked after confronting men for not wearing masks. So who attacked whom? That's the great mystery in play here. As we'll hear in the story, you'll notice by his own description, he initiated the confrontation. This is a story of a guy who started some shit and did not finish the shit. Here it is. Someday. It's not playing on my end. Is it going on yours? Okay. You got it planned? Mm-hmm. But he thought that was the okay. end of there it. There we go, there we go. Daniel Troublefield Back. Back. says he was at the Ocean Shores IGA grocery store Sunday night when he called someone out for not wearing a mask. Inside the store, he says the conversation turned heated, but he thought that was the end of it. And he was not expecting what happened once he walked outside. Well, I curled up in the fetal position and I was, <laughs> I was just ready to die. Daniel says that's him in the parking lot, walking out to his white car in the middle of the screen. But he walks past it as he was taunted by the maskless men. They kept uh, berating me, telling me a snowflake. It's not science, it's a hoax. Looking back, Daniel says he wishes he ignored them. To my regret, I walked up to the car and asked that, I, I was trying to explain that it's, it is science. The gentleman tapped on my <laughs> chest and I flipped up his hat and that's when they both got oh. out of the car the video's quality isn't great, but you can see someone is thrown to the ground. Before I knew it, I was getting my face pummeled with fists. 
The beating Good. lasts about 20 seconds. The guys took off. Ocean Shores police say they don't know whether it was an assault or self-defense. The disabled Marine veteran says he never threw one punch and even passed out. His nose is now fractured. He's had to get stitches and he's got bruises on his face and body. I'd like to see the two gentlemen locked up in jail. I'd like for them to pay for what they did. Daniel says this uh -huh. was the first time he's ever confronted anyone for not wearing a mask. He says he was compelled to because he's got pre-existing conditions. So does his wife. He says he's frustrated that people aren't taking the pandemic seriously and putting everyone else at risk. But he also says this will be the last time he'll ever say anything again. Yeah, you hear that? Yeah. It works. Funny that. I've never started shit before, but now that I tried, I won't start shit again. Oh, well, it sounds like lesson learned. I hope they don't even bother looking for this person because he flipped up one of their hats. That's yeah. a physical, you know, that's an initiation of a physical of the physical assault. What a waste of a beard. Am I right? He's nearly on Attila's gym levels of beard here. But uh, oh, yeah, and he's a Marine, too. It's like, what happened to this guy? I guess drilled into the fetal position. I, did he say I wanted to die? Yeah. Or I thought I was going to die. Just, just Whoa, to recap, it's sort of hard to follow the fact pattern here, but just, just to recap, it seems like they're obfuscating it on purpose. This is by his description of the events. He confronted these guys in the grocery store. He sees yeah. he's walking around. He sees two guys not wearing masks. He confronts them. There's a, some sort of heated confrontation between them because he confronted them. Then they're out in the parking lot later. And he says that they're teasing him or whatever. I'm sure they're chirping at him because they see him again. So he once again confronts them. He approaches them. He walks up to them by his description. One of them tapped him. Then he hits the guy's hat off his head and then he gets his ass kicked. Okay, that, that is picking a fight in a parking lot and getting your ass kicked. You're not a victim here. You initiated the confrontation. Nothing that happened to you wouldn't have been avoided by exercising the age-old standard practice of leaving people alone and minding your own goddamn business. Not very difficult. Not very difficult at all. But just note the twisted presentation of the story here, too. The reporter said... Inside the store, the conversation was heated, and he thought that was the end of it, and he was not expecting what happened once he walked outside. Well, that makes it sound like he was just attacked when he walked outside. Look at the footage. He walks up to them, then they kick his ass. What do you mean you weren't expecting it? Who the hell confronts people in a parking lot and then is surprised to be engaged in a fight? That's not surprising in any way. And it's just this nonsense, too, about, oh, well, I confronted them because I have pre-existing conditions. OK, so you're uniquely vulnerable, which is why you engaged in a physical confrontation with people. And what did you expect? <laughs> I'm uniquely I'm uniquely vulnerable. Well, stay all the more reason to stay the hell away from people, you weirdo. What's wrong with you? And we're going to portray him as a victim. The story, according to the story, the police don't have an idea on who these guys are, but they're also subtle detail that's kind of glossed over in there. They're not sure this is an actual assault case because they don't know who attacked whom. Yeah. There aren't any charges filed and there may not be even if they find out who did it because this guy started shit, did not finish shit. Simple as that. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it is nice that he got what he deserved. Yeah. Any more stories of people getting what they deserve. This can doesn't only mean that I think you should do it, but you know, it feels good to watch this. This can only be surprising 
if you think you have a right to confront people and force them to obey. We've twisted our expectations so bizarrely in this country that you think you're virtuous and heroic for approaching strangers and directing, telling them what to do and how to live their lives. And then you're surprised when they may have an issue with you doing that. No, this, this country was founded on leave me alone. Perhaps you should try leaving people alone if you want to be left alone. It's a great, great way to do that. And being a service member, he should know that. Also, this is the guy that was defending us from threats, foreign and domestic. Supposedly. I, I, I have, I have, a, I have I my questions. Believe, I just don't believe it. That, that can't be true, can it? I don't know any details of his Marine Corps service. As always, he put on a uniform that I did not. Let's put it this way. The service members I know who have seen some shit and done some shit don't act like this guy. And they also don't use it as a crutch like this guy does. No. And did they say that he developed a disability in the Marine Corps? Like it was a result they, of his service or they just called him a disabled Marine veteran. That's all they said. So the implication is like disabled through his tenure in the Marine Corps. But how do we knows? know that he's not just disabled? Yeah, how do we know yeah. he's disabled? Like what? He's disabled, but he can approach people for a street fight in a parking lot. How, how bad is the disability? Is it possible that he was working in like supply or uh, who knows? I just don't know. But the, the, the fact pattern is odd. Definitely. Maybe he was a cook and he just like burned his hand in a vat of oil. <laughs> well, perhaps we will get more information. Maybe he'll get to the bottom of the case and his uh, attackers will be arrested. We'll find out. Anyway, let's move on. I got uh, a couple cases of hoax hate. Maybe there, there may be hoax hate. We get the sound. <laughs> Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Do you have any need to head down to Boise recently? Do you need to make a Costco run or something like that? No, but I will say I have it on good authority that this is true. You think it's legit? I, I was going to say both of these stories that we're going to talk about, I could be persuaded are real, but we, uh, we go no, with the hoax. The one, I know it's real. You know, you reliable sources tell you. I can say with 99% certainty that this is real. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> can you, can you reveal any more? Any more detail on how you know that? Yes, I can, but I will not. Okay. Well, take Blonde's word for it. Here, here are the details in case you have any doubts. Uh, Boise's Human Rights Memorial, otherwise known as the Anne Frank Memorial, was vandalized with swastika. Fl- I guess it's a sticker. It's just a swastika sticker that was stuck on this thing on Tuesday morning. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty small sticker, all things considered, but it says, uh, we are everywhere. It's just a swastika. It says, we are everywhere. I guess maybe fact check true in your neck of the woods. Who knows? Boise Mayor Lauren McLean says, quote, this is not normal. The rhetoric we've uh, seen over the past few days and months has no place in our community. Bad actors who use racist and violent rhetoric are not welcome in this community. Uh, to me, this strikes me as another case where, wow, a very polite Nazi to very polite to minimally damage the property to express his or her desire to ruin you to destroy you physically that seems odd but i guess you know someone who works at the swastika print shop who seeks to be minimally invasive in expressing his desire to eliminate entire races of people 
Is that what you're telling me? Very kind about it. All right. Fair enough. I also I thought, wow, that's a good GoFundMe for the old Anne Frank Memorial. 15 or well, 14 grand raised on GoFundMe for this. They had asked for $5,000 for a new security system. They got three times that. Yeah. Ridiculous. So they're going to catch your friend who's they're going to catch your friend who texted you exactly how this all happened. I know nothing. Yeah. They're going to, you're going to be implicated once they get those cameras up. Okay. Well, all right. Not fake hate crime of the week. Totally legit. Uh, Boise police department should apparently call blonde for tips. As far as what happened. I know nothing. I know nothing. All uh, right. But this well, is true. Okay. Well, perhaps you can tell me privately what, what you know about this oh, event. I'll tell you privately, yeah. All right. Michigan. Uh, let's move into this Michigan uh, representative, Cynthia Johnson story. This one, I think, might also be real, in all fairness. I used the term hoax very loosely this week, apparently. But you be the judge. You might have seen the saga of this Michigan State representative, Cynthia Johnson this week. She had a in weeks prior, she had a hostile exchange with Rudy Giuliani and witnesses at the Michigan voter fraud hearing. And she posted a video to her own Facebook this week, warning all Trumpers and calling for soldiers to make them pay. Here's her video. So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you enough. Is enough. And for those mm. of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. Okay. Just a sitting member of a state legislature calling for violent action against uh, her political enemies. Nothing to see here, I suppose. In fairness to her, not that it justifies what she just said there, but there is additional context. She claims that after that Rudy Giuliani hearing, she received several threat, threatening pieces of correspondence, some of which were voicemails to her office. And this is the question that I have. Are these legit or are these hoaxes? Specifically, this one was featured on her Facebook page and in the news coverage. This is a voicemail received by the office of Cynthia Johnson, allegedly from a political opponent wishing for bad things to happen to her. You fucking old fucking black cunt. How, do you, how dare you <laughs> bully witnesses on the stand? Your name and phone number's out there now. You're getting docked, bitch. You're done. You're so fucking done. should be swinging from a fucking rope, you Democrats. <laughs> fucking Democrats stealing the election. You deserve everything you fucking get. Goodbye, man. You're in so much trouble. Dems are going down, especially fucking big lip niggers like you. Wow. <laughs> I, that sounds real to me. I you think know. it's legit? Yeah. It, I don't if, have any information about this, but that sounds real to me. Yeah. If it's a plant, it's much better than the letter scripts we've been reading lately. It, that, that one was a spicy one. <laughs> so, real spicy. Damn, that is rough. So maybe. Maybe the, maybe the threat was legit. I don't know. In response to the threat that she posted on Facebook against Trumpers. She has now actually been stripped of her committee uh, assignments in the Michigan state legislature. So she's going to be, yeah, she's going to have her power greatly reduced in, in the Michigan uh, state house where she serves. Uh, hilariously, she is not, well, I guess I wouldn't expect her to apologize, but she's not only not apologizing, she's denying that this was a call for violence at all. 
she issued a statement that said, quote, in my community, we use the term soldier. But when we use that term, it means people to it means for people to rise up and not take BS. It doesn't mean anything violent. Our quote unquote rise up means rise up against racism, against tyranny, rise up against violence. No, my message was not one that was intended against the Trump people. We are talking about peace and unity. It literally said you said this is a message for the Trumpers. Obviously, it was intended for the Trump people, but no, I meant I meant soldiers who walk around and encourage unity. That's what I meant. There is something to be said about this. Somebody like this will never face any consequences for what they've said. But if somebody on the right said something like this, they would be charged with incitement. Oh, and she would be leading the charge. If it, if yeah, that, so we do have to be more careful. Uh, you know, ha- them having an obvious double standard is not going to protect us in any legal domain. So I don't know. I guess I guess the tentative verdict on the voicemail is real. I guess we'll both go with that. If it if it was fake, it's such, it's such a great acting job. If it was fake, you guys, well, I did not do the Boise thing. I really. <laughs> I'm sure that about it. I don't, I don't really know if anything I've heard is true. I'm sure the theories are going to go wild. Now you really invited that one. Well, Bo- Boise is really far away from me. Like really. Yeah. Really it's opposite far. end like, of the state. Yeah. Isn't it like a nine hour drive or something? There's probably no easy route. Cause it's all mountainous in between there. So I don't know. I've yeah, never, I gotta, maybe, I'm not driving nine hours to put up some stickers on some, th- what was it? Where did they even put it? Oh, the Anne Frank Memorial. Where's that? Somewhere in Boise. It's uh, it's at this place called the uh, the name of the place starts with a W. Where is it? It's the. I would venture to say though that this is probably related to the um, Fifany Park and Frank Memorial desecration that is oh, the one that was times. in in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Yeah. So someone's doing a tour of Idaho, is what you're saying? Uh, I bet somebody did drive. Hmm. however seven nine hours or whatever to to do this well i guess if you were that dedicated to the cause i read something about the uh Anne frank memorial in boise that it's one of very few or maybe the only monument or memorial of its kind in the country i forget what the distinguishing factor was but it's not common it's very in idaho yeah for whatever reason that's where it is why that's where that's where they built the memorial i guess i don't know Anne Frank loved Boise. She was a big uh, Broncos fan or something like that. I don't know. I read about it in her diary. She's always <laughs> talking about the Broncos. Yeah. Well, I do have a quick piece of surprise cringe for you. You might have seen this one this week, but uh, I'll be interested to see in your your reaction to this lesson for the kids. All right, class. Can anyone tell me who invented the light bulb? Thomas Edison. That's not entirely true. The light bulb could more rightfully be attributed to Louis Latimer, the black inventor behind the filament inside the bulb. Well, so now you know. Wait, is that it? Hold on. We're not going to mention why he invented the filament? To create a better standard of living for people who had only just been freed from slavery? Thanks to systemic racism, most of your storytellers prioritize white (laughs) accomplishments, which leaves you with an incomplete picture. Ask yourself as you're learning history, who's telling the story? Was this modified to make white readers comfortable? We'll do some rewrites. I'm sorry, we didn't know. Well, so now you know. I swear. Tell the whole story. Be anti-racist. Cartoon Network. 
She's right, though. When reading history, you need to think about who is telling <laughs> the story. She's right. <laughs> okay, fair enough. This was uh, posted to Cartoon Network's Twitter account uh, December 3rd. And they've been doing some of these anti-racist PSAs for a little while now. I've seen some of these circulating the internet. The, the character in this particular one is Pearl from the cartoon uh, cartoon show Steven Universe. I mean, we, we've been over this because Joe Biden made this claim earlier. So we've already talked about this. Joe Biden had said, did you know the light bulb was invented by a black person? Okay. Saying that that it could be more accurately more accurate to say that Lewis Latimer invented the light bulb. Not at all true. He developed a filament after the fact. This is like saying that um, Gutenberg didn't invent the printing press because somebody made better ink later. That is not that's not how this works. Alexander Graham Bell didn't invent the telephone because someone made a better uh, dial pad down the line. Okay. Yeah, I mean. I think you're thinking about this wrong, though. We're not going to be like, we're not going to be able to reason with leftists and their propaganda by being like, what you're saying isn't true. We need to make better propaganda. That's really <laughs> what needs to happen here. This is anti-white propaganda. Well, it really is. It's, it's She says it's it's not making, it's, we shouldn't be making white people comfortable as though the history books were written with that. Into, it's not. It's not a white comfort to say that Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. That is just factually accurate. And if you don't think if you think that that's unfair or inaccurate, um, show me all of the life changing inventions that have come out of Africa recently. I'm I'm waiting. Where are that those so racist? I, ca- I can't believe it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, look at every African nation. Why do they suck? Tell me why. Why yeah. are the only okay African nations are, are the ones that have had some sort of British or European influence. Bring back colonization. You heard it here. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was even worthwhile, I would advocate yeah. that, but you know, these countries are never going to be, they're never, we're never going to raise and them I know, to a higher standard of living. I know people can push back and say, Oh, well, here's this one example of something that was African development, or here's this one thing. Yeah, I'm sure there are. The question is, where is Wakanda? Where is the mass advancement that she's talking about that we're just looking past? That we're not thinking about because we want to make white people comfortable. No, it it's a factually accurate description to say this was the person who invented this thing that changed the world. And sometimes well, th- that it's hard. I mean, it, it's just a cope. It's way easier to be like all of our nations would be awesome if it wasn't for evil, you know, colonial oppressors. It's hard yeah. to be like uh, we aren't innovative because we're low IQ and that's it. Well, and no. the, the cruelty of that cope is that it ensures that you remain the worst possible version of yourself. If you are conditioned to believe that you are held under an oppressive thumb and there's nothing you can do to advance out from under it, why would you ever try? If you, yeah, you know. I know. I know. This just pisses me off. Like it, this is coming from white leftists, but coming from black leftists, the average American black has an IQ between 85 and 90 in, in Haiti. It's like 60. So you know, or in several African nations, it's also very low, low seventies. Um, if you really wanted to improve these countries, why wouldn't you take the Western influence that you've had in your life and, and take it back to your nation of origin to improve their culture and their economy? Why wouldn't you do that? Banned like for race no and IQ. No American black wants to do that. And I would not either. If I were an American black, I'd be like counting my lucky stars that I live in this country and I don't live in fucking Zimbabwe. Or well, something. The, the truth is there's probably more of that than there is uh, of any sort of appreciation among the white leftists who produce this sort of material. Like there probably yeah. is more of what you're talking about than um, 
than any sort of connection with reality in the people who make this kind of crap. And we've gone this far into discussing it. We haven't even mentioned this is meant for kids. Okay. This is meant for, this is meant for kids watching their Saturday cartoons. This is the sort of stuff that we're supposed to plug into their minds. And I, I love the rich hypocrisy. The, the whole accusation here is, Oh, you're cherry picking history to satisfy racial quotas. All this is, is cherry picking history to satisfy your racial quotas. Simple yeah. as that. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. This is what they want to fill your children's minds with. And then like the, teacher that we saw earlier your kid goes to public school they're being taught by a hysterical leftist female they watch saturday morning cartoons Redundant. They're, being, <laughs> yeah, really, they're being indoctrinated with anti-white propaganda um if you don't hover parent and control the content that goes into your children's brains they're going to be fully indoctrinated and like god help you if you send them to college oh, i'm not looking forward to that because i really want my kids to uh i want them to find their own way, navigate their own way. But good God, with all of these uh, traps around, it's going to be a difficult thing to navigate. No doubt. Anyway, that's a show. Wow. To... I feel terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, it's Think just about really the beard again. These, I know these lighthearted shows in the face of just, I know it... these, these awful things that are happening in this country. It's just it... so it's hard gonna... to stay upbeat. It's going to be a test, but I remain committed to, at bare minimum, enjoying the show. Grab the fiddle, play a song as the Titanic sinks. It's the only option I have. Every day, every day is a blessing. And uh, I think I, I, we have a moral obligation to enjoy them, even if they are headed in a bizarre and, frankly, wrong trajectory. Got to do our best, for sure. Is that what God wants for us to enjoy our lives? Maybe that's not it. I don't know that. Well, obviously, I'm not a religious scholar, so I, I couldn't claim to tell you. But I think that um, more accurately, it's for human beings to fulfill their purpose. Enjoyment may might not be the word I would use, but I think with purpose comes enjoyment. I think enjoyment is a side effect or a uh, consequence rather than the end itself. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to think more and more that the whole objective of all of this is to keep fighting in the face of certain defeat. Maybe there's that's it. something to be said for that too. So maybe we are all on a sinking ship, but uh, you maintain the fight until the, uh, the last bit of the ship has sunk. I don't all have right. to be happy about it. Do I? I can't, I can't control you, but I'm going to try to be because I, I, if I'm not having fun, then why am I doing things? You know, if I'm not having fun with it. I shouldn't be doing it. Uh, yeah. So I'll carry on and I'm still having fun with it. Although it is getting, it is getting a little tougher. It's getting a little more straining, but uh, yeah. All right. Over on YouTube, we last left off with uh, capitalism for the win. Great joke. I heard. Why was the kill yourself teacher lady running her windshield wipers? Because CNN told her it was raining and only conspiracy theorists think it's not raining. while the sun is shining. All right. Fair, fair point on that one. That was, that was a good one. Uh, Chrism is up next. Chris M? Uh, K-R-I-Z. Oh, Chris M-N, yeah. Uh, Maine, oh. Maine just instituted one of the harshest mask mandates in the country. All of a sudden, all gas stations, grocery stores, etc. have to refuse service to anyone not wearing, not wearing one. Forced discrimination. Okay, so we're going back to uh, people will become enraged by this comparison. I'm not... <laughs> we're going... <laughs> 
maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. We're, we're kind of reverting to the ideas of Jim Crow, though, in a way. Obviously, it's not race based. But to say that you must discriminate and that by law, there are going to be masked and non-masked <laughs> spaces is of, of similar theme uh, at the very least. Go back to the way we had it before. Did you see, um, I saw someone tweeting, it was a viral tweet this week of someone who said, you know what we should do nationally is we should have people who got the vaccine wear a mask of a different color, which proves of course that it is all just a big virtue signal. Why would you wear the, you got the, you got the vaccine, but you're still going to wear the mask and advertise to others that you got the vaccine. This has been performative this whole time. And for the most hardcores among us, it'll always be performative. That's fine. I'm also going to get the vaccine. Yeah. Well, we'll have to figure we'll out the see paperwork. About the black market that emerges and that I'm yeah. totally going to engage in. Uh, John Bounds says, is it just me or is it almost exclusively teachers and nurses that are constantly shoving their professions in everyone else's face? Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. Like this nurse thing. I'm a nurse. I save people's lives. I'm like, shut up. You bang doctors. I don't even want to hear it from you. <laughs> uh, Jeremiah Chittam says, as long as you share the true meaning of Christmas, you're all good. Die hard movie. Mm. Um, that's not true. Nurses uh, save lives. And I have, I have been in situations where nurses are better than doctors. Sure. More informed, yeah. uh, kinder. Of course I have respect. They've been great. Of course I have respect for all of those people in those professions. And, but honestly, I, like I have respect for military members, police officers, all those things too. Anybody who comes up to me though and says like, you will bend the knee to me because of that. Okay. Th- then we have problems. I don't care if you're a nurse. I don't care if you're a military member. I don't care who you are. It's, it's that weird flex where they're like, Ooh, I'm so awesome. So bow before me. Yeah. Respectable people don't do that. No matter how awesome they actually are. Shauna Thornton read books about St. Nicholas. OG Santa was based. I'm not Catholic, but I plan on reading the stories of his miracles to my kids. Teach them about the folklore of the American settlers rooted in tradition, not consumption. That is a very Hmm. good as a salient point. Shauna. Needle says, okay, gang, even though the GOP are spineless cunts, we need more rhino swamp creatures in Georgia. Can't rock the boat without any, with any vulgar candidates. We know <laughs> how much the left respects decency by my book. Birch gold. Uh, no, I, in fairness, list, I, I still don't want to lose the Senate. I, I don't want this reality. I don't want to watch this reality. I understand. I'm not going to join the Kelly Loeffler or David Perdue fan club anytime soon. I just don't want Kamala or Kamala cackling while she undoes this country. So, but I, I get where you're coming from. Like, is it, I, I, we've been talking about the whole show. Is it worth, is it worth that delay? If you don't feel like you're getting what we should be after anyway. Redeemed one thoughts on ETF rating polymer 80 along with buyers of their 80% pistol pistol uh, build by shoot kits. The kit has all the parts and tools needed to build a pistol, but every part is widely available online. I didn't know yeah. about that. There, it's a shop in, I think it's in Nevada, but they're making these 80% uh, kits. I guess they make AR lowers and pistol frames. If I understand correctly, I don't know that much about them, but they got raided by the ATF last week uh, because they're selling these kits that allow you to manufacture your own gun. There's nothing wrong with manufacturing your own gun for your own personal use. Yeah, That's perfectly legal. But the ATF is saying that they are effectively selling guns, even though they're not guns legally. And you still have to assemble them and you still, well, you still have to not only assemble them, but manufacture them because they're 80%. Uh, yeah, I, I, apparently that's the issue. We'll have to see where this comes from, but I've, I've been told by a few people 
who seem in the know that that's the issue. It's not just the frames, the 80% lowers of the frames. It's the fact that they also sold all the parts as part of a complete package, which to me, yeah, who gives a shit, but that's the angle they're going with. The other thing is the ATF is thinking about pistol braces reportedly too. So get ready for Joe's ATF coming at you soon. Lots um, of one agreed. Saw so Mall Santa taking pictures of the kids with both wearing masks. Totally Ugh. ruined it. What's happening to us, everyone? Is this what we've become? Is this what our father stormed Normandy for? Um, <laughs> yeah, we really need to take a look at ourselves as a nation and wonder why we're complying at this point. It's it's incredible to me that that people are buying this. I saw Look at I your at, own life experience. It's, you know, leftists are constantly talking about their lived experience and whatever the fuck. Look at your lived experience with coronavirus. Do you know anybody that's died from this? Do you? Uh, if you don't, then it stands to reason that people, you know, we don't we don't have body bags in the streets. This isn't the Spanish flu. Um, look at your life. I was at the grocery store and they had a like a calendar on the wall or something, but it was the Bozeman. uh the 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 Bozeman high school teams uh, soccer was it soccer or basketball one of their athletic teams they had their whole team photo up on the wall in the grocery store and they're all wearing masks it's like you guys are like your yearbook is probably masked just what we're doing to high school kids I I saw another report this week uh, cases of depression cases of depression significantly up among young people because of all this lockdown bullshit another cost that we said is just automatically worth it obviously we just trade some lives for others and we act like we're virtuous for doing it. Cool. Anonymous, the SCOTUS ruling against Texas delegitimize itself, the U S constitution election elections, federal Republicanism and the rule of law. Why remain part of union when some States respect the constitution and others do not. That is a fair question. That's the question that we're going to have to ask. And I love the Democrats in response said, Oh, the, these Republicans supporting the lawsuit, Oppose the Constitution. No, if we can get together and all agree that like the Constitution as written is pretty sweet, that's that would be immeasurable progress. When is that day coming? If we don't share that value, though, you're right. There is nothing on which to operate. We're done if we don't share the Constitution as a founding document. Tori D. um, Can you hear my baby? I'm sorry. No, the sound is way. It it won't pick that up. Uh, Tori D. For secret to or for Secretaro Health and education servers this i nominate a- xavier buckaroo <laughs> okay xavier buckaroo i like that one that's but jose diarrhea or xavier buckaroo one of the two uh stogies and boomsticks hey guys have you seen protect women's sports act sponsored by tulsi gabbard i was curious yeah. what your thoughts are um have a merry uh christmas um i hope that men ruin women's sports that would be so funny I would never stop laughing. I totally oppose this bill because uh, the tranny agenda is just laid bare. And I love the juxtaposition between the tranny agenda and legitimate gender roles Mm. and physical limitations. It gives me endless amounts of material. It makes me laugh. It makes my heart happy. No, more trannies in all women's sports, tranny ballerinas, roundhouse kicking ballerinas in the face. That's what we need in this country. I'm guessing I haven't read the bill. So this is just my speculation. Take it with a grain of salt. I'm going to guess that what Tulsi is talking about is uh, is requiring, you know, women's sports that are separate from male participation in schools, probably (laughs) in schools, probably that are receiving federal funding. That would be the mechanism of control. While I certainly support that, the one thing, again, I'll have to read the bill. So I'm not accusing Tulsi of this. It's possible that it is not uh, 
that I'm that I'm just not speaking accurately here, of course. But in general, my word of caution on all of this is federal involvement with our education system. I don't care if it's things I like. I don't care if it's things I oppose. Drastically needs to be scaled back. This is a decision for your local school board. And if they make some weird decision where they put, uh, you know, trannies playing on your daughter's basketball team, that's a, that's an issue for you to go to your school board and raise hell about. That is not an issue for Tulsi Gabbard and DC to get under control, in my opinion. Yep. But I understand that we live in a world of federally crammed down Title IX and all that. So maybe that's maybe at some point you stop operating in the world of perfect principle and you just say all right this is what it is we got to start wielding the sword ourselves and we're going to wield it for good i understand that if that's what you're trying to do i I, it's not what i want to do but i understand where you're coming from boogeyman now and seven cheers to my favorite podcast duo thanks as always for doing it live we always do it live on this thank you for keeping us live uh daniel kunkel says with 2020 being somewhat (laughs) problematic with the chinese pandemic with a 99.9 percent survival rate and the blatant theft of a presidential election just remember the year isn't over yet. Bring on the meteor. <laughs> yeah. Really. Wasn't there one headed this way? Did it miss? Did we get confirmation know. on that? Maybe God's like, let's just put him out of their misery. He clearly <laughs> failed. I told you what to do. God. <laughs> Frank Underwood. Clarence Thomas allegedly responded. This is the end of democracy, John, to Chief Justice Roberts telling the junior justices how to vote. Have you bought some banana stencils yet, Matt? No. Although I am thinking about... Uh, I might move spaces within the house. I might build out a different studio space in the new year here, which is very exciting. I'm looking forward to it, but decor remains unconfirmed. So a uh, banana American flag remains a possibility. Oh, Who I knows? Like it. I like yeah. <laughs> uh, grill and thrill government wolf in Pennsylvania has COVID. So masks don't work. Now they're shutting things down again. Maybe he should not have been so close to the, he, she Rick, uh, Rachel Levine, Levine, no the, glory uh, hole. available. <laughs> Long. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, Governor Wolf got the Rona, so he must have not been abiding by his own rules very well, presumably. Uh, what is this one? that Hoof-hearted. Nice to see Blonde no longer suffers from blurry face, although it makes her stretch marks on her nose more noticeable. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> Am I imagining the clearer picture? Love the show, guys. I um, For those of you that don't know, when I got pregnant, my nose got so big. I don't know what was going on, but it's like, mostly back to normal as far as the video we've had all sorts of issues with um, the system we use to video chat to do the show it seems like maybe it's getting better but you know who knows take it with a grain of salt am i still huge actually no it seems like maybe it backed off on that too it's kind of returned to normal so maybe they maybe they listen to the show and they fix that shit that'd be nice um josh the mover says the eastern orthodox church is the one true holy catholic apostolic church the protestant church and the roman catholic church are following the leftism orthodoxy is the last respite of truth Oof, i can't opine on that because i am a confirmed roman catholic hmm. who is um somewhat flirtatious with uh, the orthodoxy i'm thinking about it hmm. jacob right. says congrats to matt for finally standing up to his abusive Shackle gnome husband on Twitter. Also shout out to Brian McClanahan for being the only conservative I know to say SCOTUS would reject the Texas suit. I'm sure you got shit on tons too. Shackle gnome. Uh, that's, that's, that's way too far. Oh my what? God. That's <laughs> no, no. too far. No, I'm just, uh, uh, I, yeah, I talked about this on Wednesday. That was, um, Ben Shapiro going after Elijah, Elijah Schaefer. It wasn't even the math of the vaccine that I was mad about. I was just, I didn't like how he said, quote, get the vaccine dopes. Uh, no, yeah. no, thank you. 
Oh, Lord. Anonymous says it's like one of the players is cheating in a poker game. You appeal to the dealer and he tells shut tells you shut up. That's his business. Exactly. Mm. I, I guess that's an, yeah, that's a pretty good analogy. Um, yeah. Well, hmm. I, I could in the interest of time, I won't. I still I don't want to compromise states rights purely. I don't want to throw them under the bus in that way. Because yeah. it, because more accurately, there might actually in an ideal world, there might be multiple games going on in that case. That said, with so much power federalized and the sword being wielded from D.C. constantly, I don't think that that analogy is way off base. Steve Watts says, will you ever vote again? No, I'm done voting. I'm, I will never vote again. I definitely will, uh, because I don't I don't see anything to lose. Although my faith in my the value of my vote is definitely shaken. But as I've said, I'm going to I'm going to reach out to my state legislators, too, and say, listen, we got to we got to get this under control. We're not doing this crap anymore. We're not going to do all mail in elections in Montana again. That's not a thing. We need to prioritize election security. Hermaphrodite. <laughs> Twenty twenty asked me questioning what's Reich and what's wrong. What is Reich and what is wrong? Well, it was clearly wrong what happened in Boise. That was not Reich. Or was it Reich? Who knows? <laughs> Stop. God Roadzilla5332, have you all considered getting Rubens local so we can be prepared for the inevitable? What's the plan? Love y'all. Have a Merry Christmas. What did I just read? Rubens Locals? Ruben, locals.com, Dave Rubens site. Um, he, he actually has done a good job building that out. And the reason that I'm not on it is because I had built my own website prior to the rollout. So it basically would have been a functional equivalent of my website already. So I don't have any plans to get on Locals right now because it basically would be duplicating what I've already built. That said, I think he's onto something there. I think it's doing really well and I'm glad to see it succeeding for other people. So depending on what circumstances develop, Perhaps I would set up shop there right now. I don't have any plans to, but that's not because of any shortcomings with the platform. It's just, it has everything to do with how the rollout lined up time-wise with what I already built for myself in response to Patreon, what they did with Sargon and us leaving Patreon and all that. Yeah. Um, no one says people keep telling me Trump 2024, it'll be red wave in 2022. We'll have time to build a coalition. I just have to laugh. SCOTUS and no one else protected my vote. Now what will change? Nothing. Right. And no conservative is going to do what needs to be done. I can't think of any conservative that is genuinely deserving of a presidential position, except for Randon Ron Paul and Ron Paul's too old. Um, Rand Paul's doing health wise. Is, is there any more information? Oh, he's on that? fine. Yeah. Hmm. 30% uh, chance of a recurrence, but, but he's okay. okay. He's, I, he's old. I, I, all of those fights, I'm still not going to give up. I do think that we have a good shot at, uh, at, at Congress in 2022. I do think that at least in certain States, there's going to be huge pushback on how this election was handled. Hopefully you live in one of those States. If not move to one of those States, uh, the, there are lots of ways to fight that I'm I'm not going to give up on. I, I'm I'm not going to lay down just yet, but uh, it, it's a rough trajectory. Point taken. <laughs> it's a rough trajectory. Genubath, what do you think about the Pope endorsing the Great Reset? I never liked how corrupt the church is, but maybe that that is my Protestantism showing. I, yeah, it's not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Catholicism has major problems, and one of those problems that that I've always had with Catholicism is the lack of recognition that the Pope is, but a man, you know, hmm. I, I didn't hear what he said. Portal. What did he say about the great reset? Um, basically finding ways for more global capitalism amongst hmm. 
individual Catholic churches and communities. I was okay. like, Ugh. um, but there are lots of factions of Catholicism that have, have branched away from this particular Pope. So I don't know. All churches are corruptible by men. Orthodoxy is no exception to that, but I think that it's standing is better hmm. right now than in Catholicism. Nala Black um, it wasn't about SCOTUS being incorruptible. The hope came from it being majority right wing. Three of them owning, owing their seats to Trump and Thomas's hatred of Biden helping them rule in our favor. They didn't. I know. If we don't have that to help us, then what? what's the expectation here? Um, NPC Broadcasting. Promoting the Santa myth uh, sows distrust in children to their parents and also to God. Becca's instincts are spot on. Tell the age-appropriate truth. Or Orthodoxy Christianity is the only true Christianity. I don't know. I mean, but then I don't want to be that no fun parent that's not allowing their children to, to engage in any kind of um, magical imaginative hmm. thinking. And I want my children to have some kind of escape from the darkness that is living, you know, can, should I give them something? I think that this might be a good way to enrich their childhood in a, an imaginative way. Sure. Right. Memories know. of Christmas are always some of, at least for me, some of the best memories of my childhood. Christmas, yeah. you, you can hardly sleep on Christmas Eve because you can't wait to so excited and, go get your Sega Genesis in the morning. You know? Oh, I know. And then like my yeah. parents, they would, um, they would have little carrots out and they would do little things around the house. Like they take yeah. a bite out of the carrot. And so I right. would think that the reindeer came through the house. And I really believed until sure. I was about four and I was like, hmm, it doesn't add up. Yeah. He's fat. How does he get through the chimney? And then my mom was like, oh, Santa's not real. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't Spoiler. perpetuate it. For yeah. yeah. Jay says, um, secession now, please. No federation without the consent of governed province. Of the that is province. the principle on which we operate. Uh, consent of the governed being the basis of legitimacy for the government itself. And we're wearing thin on consent lately. So that's a bad recipe. Um, Pete Hodges, love you guys. Susan won't let me write what I wanted to say, but the citizens of Wyoming aren't very happy with our current government or West Virginia. Wait, no Wyoming, Wyoming for the mask mandate. I assume. Okay. With our current governor. Um, yeah. why would I think West Virginia? That's clearly a why. And did I just have a stroke? Okay. Shauna it's kind of close. <laughs> I guess. Um, I'm with blonde accelerate and amplify. We need to collapse and rebuild without democracy. Girl, I like you more and more. Each Are we time going with have. benevolent monarchy or what's the new system? Yeah, I mean, there's no perfect system, but you can't stop your country from being full up with a bunch of retards, apparently. So I don't whenever, know what to do. Whenever people maintain the highest loyalty to democracy, it just pisses me off because and people have that that natural reflex against monarchy, too. And I, I don't want a monarchy, to be clear. But the people who are in favor of it talk about a constitutional monarchy as in a monarchy that respects and upholds the rights of its people. Regardless of whether people are voting for their leaders or whether leaders are chosen by heredity, is that, is that the right word? Heredit they're chosen by genetics. They're chosen mm -hmm. by their off offspring. Um, lineage? Lineage. Lineage would be, yeah. Uh, as, if the government exists to uphold the rights of the people, that is its job first and foremost. Democratic norms, monarchy norms, all of those things are secondary to upholding the rights of the people. And I wish we wouldn't lose sight of that as a country. Ooh, my assault on democracy. No, it's my assault on people's rights. That is the, the problem first and foremost, how we choose our leaders is an important debate, but it is subsequent. It is after it is secondary to 
what the government's main job is upholding, defending, securing your rights, period. Uh, Jack DDSN collapsitarianism is about the revival of values and not a rejection of them. We've clearly lost our way and need to be reborn. Exactly. That is exactly what I'm saying. This is not a surrender. This is no, me looking at the discrepancy between what we have now and legitimate Western values that, that should have been instilled in us from the get go, yeah. but really haven't been. We have strayed too far to reform the current system. Yeah, it, it's I, do, I don't doubt that the collapsitarians are pursuing something close to the same values that I want to uphold. They, we disagree on how to achieve it. My philosophical difference is not with the end that you seek. It's that uh, I just don't believe in betraying my principles in order to build my principles back. That's never yeah. been my that's the history of the show. That ain't my jam. I don't do it. But why am I nodding? I'm like, oh, yeah, because, you know, this story. I don't need to tell the story again. No, yeah. I, I just fundamentally disagree. I mean, I, I don't know. Consistency in principles can be a liability sometimes. That's all I'm saying. Well, uh, no consistency and no principles is also a horrible liability to which we are. Uh, a reality that we're watching right now. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, my emotional thinking has gotten me into trouble many, many times. And I'm a rational-ish woman so everybody take a look at their wives and girlfriends and honestly ask yourself if we should be voting slightly self-aware which is you know all you can ask (laughs) does that make the situation better it doesn't stop me from being emotional (laughs) and making emotional decisions knowing that i'm like this has 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 had no bearing on whether or not i make the same decisions yeah self-awareness is like is uh a crowning achievement though not to be yeah a dog knowing it's a dog is not going to stop it from like (laughs) it's ass you know, yeah. well, I'm really unkind to my sex. <laughs> uh, right. Darren, every time I hear an elected official refer to the U.S. as a democracy, it further reinforces my perception of how dumb and uneducated the masses are. Learn to civic. Yes, yeah. we are a constitutional republic, although democratic values are kind of what have gotten us in this mess. So I see why I don't have that much of a problem with this lack of distinction. Um, Shaniqua stunning and brave. And with you blonde, I've lost faith in society. Melbourne is now in hot, is now in hot summer and there has been no Kung flu cases for 45 days, but more than half the sheep still wear face blankies. Ugh, still love you, Matt. Always Shaniqua. Thank you. Uh, Ryan F says expecting the government to regulate its own power is a fundamental mistake. The Supreme court has consistently ruled against federalism for decades, peaceful balkanization and secession, please. And I don't think there's anything wrong. Honestly, that seems like the the most effective and most desirable outcome now. These people want nothing to do with us. They hate us. I don't want to be ruled by them. Why can't we agree to have a mutual split? And it's because they have to control you and they have to steal your shit. They can't that's they can't uh, get around that. They won't surrender that. Elatus, I'm not completely sold on this take, but in a Trump win scenario, the left gets further radicalized and more of the general population turns against them. That plus more prep time and it may be worth delaying the collapse for just one to four more years. I mean, it also might be worth it to get it over with. It's hard to say. And it doesn't really matter because this is this outcome is not it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Oh, my baby's crying. I'm going to do a few more and then I'm going to book. Um, okay. Whack pack. <laughs> Uh, Matt and Blonde, thank you for providing me with Sandy Safe Space during North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper's 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfew. We're now only allowed to spread the virus in the daytime. Bring back those coronavirus parties that they were having. (laughs) Um, 
Let's see, Ben Smith. I'm being more careful than normal because I want to spend Christmas with my parents and their doomers. Uh, I wish I could convince them, but whatever. I hope you both are doing what well. dong well. <laughs> I love this community. <laughs> that you built. Thank you so much, Ben. I'm sorry that I deliberately read your typo. I know what you meant. That's a funny uh, one, though. You got to. It is. You got to say ben. dong when you have the opportunity. Eric Burns Marsh. My Christmas wish is Texas and other red states will be able to check out. Check out. I, I, I understand. What is uh, I, I it's a reference to the Czech Republic, but what's it's the a, it's a balkanization secession reference? Is that how it went with them? I don't know the history. Okay. Yeah. Um. It was it was a former Yugoslavia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My knowledge is none. Uh, Pete Hodges says, I'm pretty sure that HC was told to stand down last election to protect the shenanigans that had been in place prior. I.e., they didn't go hard enough last time. Oh, Hillary was told to stand down. Well, maybe my only question on that theory would be who the hell tells Hillary to stand down? No, who, who is on the top of that chain of command? That's no. uh, that's got to be someone very important. Um, Lee Owens says Democrats cheated the election. Trump won. I know well, we all know it. No uh, secure election I ever. Susan yeah. mandates that I say. <laughs> What, where, what were they part of Bohemia? It was not Yugoslavia. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I was like, not true. Uh, History lessons from the chat. Let's go. I know. Czechoslovakia. Yeah. And somebody said Bohemia. That doesn't seem right either. Um, Uh, I thought the Czech, the Czechoslovakia was just basically the same borders and it became the Czech Republic. Let's find out. The Velvet Revolution was when the Czech Republic and Slovakia peacefully separated. So there's your answer. Okay. All right. That's correct. And then somebody else said Bohemia. Okay. Yeah. Totally wrong. Don't listen to me about anything ever. Um, I bought PN says, I'm really starting to get blackpilled here. Tell me something good. That's on you. Uh, well, uh, I hope you enjoyed the mask fight story. That was the biggest, uh, <laughs> the biggest piece of enjoyment for the night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank Bat- you for supporting the show. I owe you uh, a Bernie. Uh, thank you. Oh yeah. Thank you. Um, I am not going to be. No, neighborly. no. Thank you, Tom. Brett Kester, Susan's public announcement will weasel around the issue effectively playing Schrodinger's douchebag. Mm. Um, I don't know. Do you think that we're going to be able to get around this? It doesn't really seem possible. Uh, do you think that oh, well, uh, Susan's order or Susan's uh, ban on talking the, about the election? No, I like with the uh, Eric Charmella stuff. Yeah, you could just say a different word. I guess in this case, you could you could use a code word for fraud. But like, how how long are we going to do this? How long are we going to dance around topics because Susan says you're not allowed to talk about it? I, I just everybody just should just talk about what they want to, and when Susan swings, she swings, and we'll meet you at the new place. I guess this is what are we going to do? I, that that is what we're going to do, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to ride the train until it's off the rails, and then we're going to carry on. Susan can't. It'll be an obstacle, but Susan can't sever us from our audience. She doesn't control all the communication paths. It's just a question of who's smart enough to be the host in that arrangement. And if Susan doesn't want to do it, all right, you're a damn idiot. Cause you just have to sit by and do nothing. But if she can't see the wisdom in that arrangement, fair enough. We'll find someone else who does. Um, last one for me. And then I'm going to let you take over. This is a big one from Steve. Watt. Matt looks like a person that could chop your tree down. He looks like an arborist, by the way, I'm so sad about how this rigged election result. And I live in Australia. Yes, it is going to have, you know, I almost said nationwide, but worldwide consequences uh for sure probably thank you thank you for supporting baby thank you guys for being so understanding it was a good show i'm sorry i'm not bringing more 
energy and happiness to you. I, I don't know. I, I need to summon it, but Skag helps in that department. Well, we're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of shows coming soon that are going to at least prompt reactions. I, uh, 2020, I just, I worry. What if 2020 was not the downfall? It was just the warm up act. You know, 2020 was the pre show. 2020 was uh, the the preview to what's actually coming. I worry about that. And I actually think that's probably what's going to be the case. So we'll find out. Anyway, thank you uh, and and have a good night. We'll catch you on Wednesday. See ya. Okay. Well, let's get through the rest of these chats and we'll call it a night. Thank you guys for your patience. Uh, Sinak eight says COVID really gave me or really gave corporations what they really want. Authoritarian power. Soon you're going to need to use their special money to buy food or pay for rent. And if you talk about it, they will cut you off. Yeah. Not only the control that we're going to grant to business, but the wealth. Uh, I, I was reading a report too about just how massive this wealth redistribution has been because of coronavirus, making billionaires, even richer billionaires basically at the expense of your mom and pop shop down the street who's been shut down. And it's just, I mean, you, it was an easily foreseeable outcome, but it's astounding to think that this is the result of the party that claims to stick up for the little guy, the working man. Meanwhile, they are overseeing an orchestrated shift, an orchestrated artificial shift in wealth from the working, honest mom and pop business owner and all of their employees to the Bezos owned mega corporations. These are the people who are supposedly looking out for main, main street. They claim Laurel says, uh, what are your thoughts about people typing in all caps? Well, I actually don't have that big of an issue with it, but some of our chat moderators do. So <laughs> don't test them. I, I suppose I'm not a fan. I don't really do it because it's, it's like yelling. It's the text equivalent of yelling, but uh, I'm, I'm not the person who's going to crack down on you for it. Thank you. Laurel. Incompetent hand says, is the Wu flu vaccine going to a, are going to be a tap water, B compliance juice, C population control, or C depends on who you are. They know who to hand the Sharpies to love you guys for what you do. Um, I don't know. I don't know the ingredients of the vaccine. I I, I read somewhere that that's actually not disclosed. Is that true? I I ask that. I'm not even saying that's the case because I don't know. Is there a way to see an ingredients list on the vaccine? I'm, I'm not even saying that to encourage skepticism. I'm saying that honestly. Can I see that? Is that a thing that's known or is it, uh, under wraps? I don't know. I will have to find out again, if it's just salt water, then I want some answers. (laughs) Let's see. I got to find my spot again. Okay. I will come back to YouTube. I'm going to highlight. Let me hop over to, uh, D live, uh, still gifting subs. Thank you. ETC gifting subs. Much appreciated. Dave Simmons, unclipped ween bear. FR hop giggly spy. Thank you guys for uh, supporting tonight as well. Over on uh, Streamlabs, Phil says Colorado's governor is being sued over COVID relief funds that explicitly exclude whites. He seems to be doing his best to bring. I don't know what this is, so I can't say the reference to bring a bad time to fruition. Here's hoping that he loses the lawsuit and promptly uh, throws is thrown out of office by the good folks of Colorado. Yeah, I know they're doing this in Oregon, too, that the governor there, Kate Brown and the legislature, they had a whole bunch of relief funds. And they said they said that the relief funds are for black owned businesses, which to me, I I don't understand how that stands up to equal protection scrutiny. But I also don't know if it's been challenged in court. 
So that seems odd. Benefits based on race. We've also heard, of course, benefits based on whether or not you take the vaccine that was proposed. We'll see if they do that. You get your 1500 Rona bucks once you take the, once you take the vaccine. I wonder if that will be deemed legal or not from an equal protection perspective. Phil says, uh, interesting that the info on China's infiltration of Western governments and corporations comes after it comes out after the election on a side note. Homogenous countries with protections for their industrial base have strengths that open homogenous countries don't. Phil also says, I'm not endorsing the CCP, but the but the Han know who they are and they are not shy about uh, pushing their own interests, something the historic American nation could take some lessons from. We should take care of our own folk and quit worrying about out groups. Well, uh, I... I can see where you're coming. <laughs> let's let's not let's homogeneity. Homogeneous communism is still bad. Let's agree on that. Homogeneous communism is not bad. That said, or is bad and uh, remains bad. I'm not going to deny the reality that homogeneous populations tend to be more peaceful. I think that's demonstrably true. Uh, so it's it's not completely baseless. I just think that the, the job first and foremost is respecting rights. And uh, we worry about everything else secondary. But I see where you're coming from, Phil. Andrew Rowland says, I think it's time for America to divorce. Elections feel illegitimate when Dems can Dems can cheat their way to victory and get away with it. We don't even have anything in common anymore. Time to become two countries that will eventually go to war with each other. Well, I, I, again, I find it regrettable that we can't agree to some sort of mutual split if we don't agree on the terms of our country anymore. If we don't agree on the terms of what our country is founded on, then what do we have left? So the answer, of course, is not acknowledgement of that the answer is you as it always is with leftist authoritarians and authoritarians in general but the leftist ones presently uh, the only answer is you will submit to us it's not you will leave if you don't consent it's not there is no option in which you can exercise your own freedom and your own consent you will submit to them and that's it that's all they have reticus says i have to say fuck off becky if we cannot hold the front uh the world has fallen i don't know if this is i guess you're talking to blonde if we fall, then the then the uh, Chinese and the other despots will win the day. We must rise, or we will all fall. Uh, well put. I um to the point that you're making. Even if I'm not optimistic about the fight, and I don't, uh, it's not that I'm pessimistic. It's just I'm more pessimistic now than I have been in recent years or in my adult life. But the question is, where am I going to go? What am I going to fight for? For what or for whom am I going to fight? If not this country right here, right now, I don't see any better options. So I don't know that we win, but like, uh, yeah, sign me up on the ship to uh, enjoy the sinking process and to try to stop it while we can. I just don't, if you, if you presented me a great alternative, like, yeah, you can go live over here and all of your philosophy and all of your rights will be upheld. Oh, you know, maybe, but where is that place? I don't see it. I think this country is its last best hope on the globe. So Count me in on the fight for sure. Thank you, Redicus. Mike DeWine's shit-eating grin says, over 2 million CCP members were doxxed, including their names, cell phone numbers, and where they and where they were placed all over the world. Check at Grums, G-R-U-M-M-Z on Twitter. One hour ago, Sky News Australia, at Sky News Aust, A-U-S-T, 18 hours ago. That's news to me, so I'll have to check it out. Phil says, we will tread type people will always beat the just leave me alone types we want to grill type people. For us, our posterity should be 
the guiding principle in determining the course we choose in the future. Well, the pushback from the don't tread on me people, as uh, we talked about last week, and I, I generally share their perspective. Don't tread on me means there will be consequences if you do tread, justified consequences. So I just don't want to misrepresent the people of that perspective by saying we'll lay down for any abuses of us. Now they're saying if you abuse us, you'll pay the price. Leave us alone. If you don't, there will be consequences. There will be a price to pay. I, I, uh, but I understand where you're coming from, Phil, as I was talking about last week. What, what feels more naive? What is more naive? Believing that real effective communism could ever be achieved or believing that a certain segment of the population is capable of ever leaving you alone. I'm going to try to convince them and keep trying to convince them, convincing them, but it's a tough sell, man. Fredica says, uh, I have to say that Trump also lowered taxes, started the removal of troops, though not perfectly tightened borders and lowered immigration. He did sign $6 trillion in spending, but we asked for a leader, not a messiah. Agreed. Fair case for Trump. I, I think Trump made my quality of life and the life of the average American citizen better uh, on, a, on, a, on a net level, like overall better than overall worse. He did a lot of stuff that pissed me off too, but uh, I think he did a, an overall good job as president. I wish he would retain the office. It seems unlikely at this point. Perhaps he runs again in 2024. That'll be a show to see. Tomb at Traw says anyone who supports the uh, the black guy who stabbed four but not Rittenhouse needs to rethink their position. Few really will. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought of those. I guess I hadn't thought of those things uh, compared uh, compared to one another. And I'll need to see more on that case. It you know again, it looks like that might be a case of a guy being pursued by the mob, but we don't know. There's there's so much. In the Rittenhouse case, we have so much context about what exactly led up to that. We know that that, that um, Rosenbaum was chasing after Kyle. We know that a shot was fired in Kyle's vicinity, if not at him, at least into the sky. In this case, all we have is just a guy kind of in a scuffle with the mob, and he pulls out a knife, and then it escalates from there. I, I don't know. It might be that the mob was chasing him unjustly. It might be that he started some shit, and people were trying to get him under control. I just don't know. I'll have to see more on the knife thing. But yeah, I, to your point, I highly, highly doubt that the people who said Kyle is a terrorist who murdered people and he's racist, that they'll look at that case and say, um, this guy is also a bad actor, the, the dude with the knife. Probably not. few more over on Streamlabs, and we'll hop over to YouTube. Crypto Crook says, please tell me what the secret of buying 9mm ammo is these days. I made 100 bids for ammo on Gunbroker, 35 cents a round. None of them worked. The answer is to follow at Phoenix Ammo, F-E-N-I-X Ammo, A-M-M-O, on Twitter, and he will post notifications for when his batches of ammo go live. And if you're quick on the click, you can still get not only 9mm, but 5.56, 45, maybe some other calibers. I think he does some 300 blackout batches. You can still get those and you can sign up for notifications on the website too. That is my strategy and uh, it's working so far. So good luck out there. Crypto Crook also says it looks like uh, Mandarin or oh, it's Mandarin it looks like that Marine is disabled because he lost his testicles. <laughs> that would explain his behavior. Thank you for clarifying. Fritz Musterman. Thank you, Blonde. And hey, trad matchmaking might be a good side business for you. I will be your first client. Think about it. Thanks to you two for the show and for being uh, better than some other shows. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to call anyone out, but I see what you wrote. We stand. 
at the Rubicon, do we cross? Yeah, good. That's that's the question for the new year, man. Uh, I've, I'm not looking forward to finding out the answers to a lot of questions coming into the new year, but stick with our principles, stick with the ideals, maintain the fight, stay, commit to enjoying the show. Remember what's important in your, in your life, your family, wherever else or however else you find purpose, get, get extremely local in your life. Don't get dismayed by bullshit at the federal level. That should never be the focal point of your life. Focus on the things closest to you. And if the feds come for you because you got 80% lowers or whatever else, well, you cross that day's battle when it comes to you. Billy E says, hey, Matt and Blonde watching since 2016. Well, thank you for sticking around, man. That is an impressive run. Uh, That is much appreciated. Let's hop back over to YouTube. Baked Penguin says, Hunter Biden is the office's Michael Scott's dumber, younger brother, only sleazier, perhaps. Corey Alexander, thanks for supporting the show. Laurel says Boogaloo now. Laurel's been converted. I'll have to, you make the case for me, Laurel. I know you're still making videos, so make the case for me and perhaps I will be persuaded. Funkalopigus? Matt made sweet love to me while Alex Jones smoked a cigar and watched. Roll me in syrup and call me a Canadian. All right, well, thank you for uh, that one. Steve Watt, big big donation, man. Thank you for that. That is uh, hugely appreciated. What's your favorite color? Uh, My favorite niggardly. I I tend to like blues, uh, blues and reds, but mostly blues, as you can tell by what I wear most commonly. Uh, I don't know about blonde, actually, and I'm sorry I can't get the answer uh, for you on that one. I have no idea what her favorite color is. I assume black at this point for the black pill. We'll go with that. Thank you, Steve. Citizen Kubrick says, happy Sunday, y'all. Consider checking out the book Possessed by the Fyodor, or Possessed by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Difficult name. I've been reading him a lot lately. The book remarkably well predicted socialist totalitarianism in the 1860s. It is amazing how clearly some events of the present can be seen by the great minds of the past, no doubt. Thank you for the book recommendation. Logan Orr says, picked up a girl at the bar last night. After we got done, I found out she was a commie. So I put my clothes on. She asked what I was doing. And I said, disappearing like food in the commie utopias. Well, I hope I hope that's a true story. Eric Dieter says, for the love of God, uh, please read. Uh, please read the Constitution. The state legislatures need to take back the power to assign electors. Pennsylvania legislatures joined the Texas lawsuit. It is backwards. Pennsylvania is the injured party. Well, I, they, they can join with an amicus brief, right? But they did not bring the case, I suppose, would be the, the, what the uh, court would say. But if that's the case, then maybe uh, Pennsylvania can bring a case later. I, I would like some clarity on this issue, to your point. What does it mean? What does that provision of the Constitution mean, Article 1, Section 4? What does it mean for the legislatures to define the rules of the elections in their state? Can they defer that, can they defer that uh, duty over to the executive or over to the judiciary? Or are they required? Are they bound to do that themselves? These are answers I would have loved to have happened. The Supreme Court's not going to do that. Why not? Is it corruption? Is it fear? There aren't really a lot of great answers. So I, you know, as someone who does and has and still generally believes in the integrity of that institution and those who sit on it, I I haven't heard a great explanation because they were notably brief in expressing their reasoning. Sinek 8 says, they probably won't pack the court, but they will impeach those who Trump brought in. Uh, that'd be interesting too. You don't actually need to do a crime 
to be impeached. It's just uh, looks better if you impeach them on a crime. Wouldn't that be something if they get uh, Amy Coney Barrett out of there and Kavanaugh and others? I mean, that that would be. You want to talk about splitting the country? That'll do it. Derek Finley says, "I don't know something about this Swalwell story smells funny." I don't know if you're making a joke there about. Uh, there's probably a sex joke to be made there. I'm going to pass, though. Eric Dieter says, when Governor Tom Wolf sues the Pennsylvania legislature, then Texas and the other states intervene on Pennsylvania legislature side. These rallies need to be held at our state capitals, not D.C. Huge lack of leadership and spine. Well, listen, if you're talking about getting control of this, if you're talking about states seizing back the power that is rightfully theirs, uh, I'm in. So I like your spirit that you're, that you're coming with, uh, Eric. And uh, appreciate your thoughts. Andrew says, how do you think Biden will go out? CIA CIA hit like Kennedy or will it just be put in the sun and left to be also mad? Check out the cloud defensive REIN new rifle light. I don't know anything about it, so I'll have to uh, check it out. I think Biden, I think I always think Biden's weird old man moments are actually tells. So I think Biden will get a disease. I think he'll get a disease and resign. I think that's going to happen. But he will be pushed out, no doubt. One of the greatest things to look forward to in 2021. Aggie Jet Pilot. Nothing important to say, just I wanted to donate to my favorite duo. Thank you for keeping the show running and the lights on. Eric Dieter. All state legislatures wear two hats, one for their state and one for the federal government. A state law shall not supersede their legislature's access to hat two. Interesting. These are, the, these are exactly the kind of questions I wish we'd get some goddamn answers to. But... Uh, but yeah, we got to return back to these these questions. Achilles says, sorry, I missed most of the show. My hospital contract just got renewed for three more months. Tax-free raise have some change on me. Well, don't apologize for uh, missing the show for much more important engagements. And uh, congrats on the job situation. That's good to hear. And thanks for keeping us operational. Redicus says, how much do you want to bet the soy boy has a has a tiny handlebar mustache and drinks with his pinky out? I hate to say it, but they don't finish the... But they didn't finish the job if he isn't eating through a straw. Are you talking about the Marine dude, the mask guy? I don't know. Signer Gay says, uh, 1619 was a hell of a year. Also, uh, you soy MC, U.S. Marine Corps, you soy Marine Corps. Discuss me so much I have to point out the blue pill is literal chemical, moral, and psychological castration, JFC. Well... I don't know a lot of Marine Corps vets personally, but I would imagine uh, there are a fair share of them who have some issues with that particular guy's handling and his use of the Marine Corps as a crutch in justifying his behavior. Justifying his behavior to uh, abuse his fellow citizens. Benjamin the Rogue says, I flew back to the East Coast from the West Coast. I didn't wear a mask once. The only time I heard anything from anyone was the flight attendant from the first flight as I was getting off. Silly. Uh, wow. That, what airline did you fly? I'd be curious to know. Cause in the, in cases where I have to fly, I would like to pick places that are not going to be absolutely ridiculous about it. One thing, one of the things I had to cut from the show tonight in the interest of time was that that family that got kicked off a plane because their two year old wouldn't wear a mask. The footage, if that girl's two, she looks a little bigger than two year old, but maybe, maybe she's not regardless. Very young girl, toddler age refuse to wear a mask they kick the whole damn family off the flight this is what our country's become esoterica unbound a few here says i'm annoyed by how many on the right uh as as in blonde in this case discounted joe's largest most diverse voter fraud organization gaffe the precision of his senility induced uh, his senility induced honesty shouldn't be ignored biden isn't 
or Biden is an idiot who's never had an original thought. Why the mention of quote unquote diversity? It must have been something he was told and also the key to their success since no single attack on the process was enough to turn the election. Courts were never going to stop the process to investigate any one. Once such a fraud succeeds, none dare to call it a fraud and all investigations are quietly shut down. This shut down. This is a serious weakness in our constitutional system. Uh, yeah, I think if you're if you're looking to point out potential ways to attack it, you've probably cracked the code. And yeah, to your point on Biden, I agree. The statements are too bizarre to be simply old man babble. So I, I, I tend to put more stock in them than maybe some people do. I, I think that there's probably something to that statement. I certainly think there's something to him saying the Harris Biden ticket. I certainly think there's something to him uh, saying that he's going to get a disease and resign all the sort of weird things that he said. Matthew Rowley says blonde without being too specific. How close are you to potlatch? Is this an Idaho town? I might be mispronouncing it or Moscow. I dated a woman from up there and it's gorgeous if uh, a little small. Uh, I, I We've discussed where Blonde lives or at least the city. I'm pretty sure it's fine to say, but without her here, I won't say it. Uh, but it, it, uh, I'm sure she's fine with me saying northern part of the state. So my knowledge of my, uh, uh, Idaho geography, not that far away from those places, um, like region wise. Slosher says better dead than red. Here, here. Agreed. Senia Munoz, uh, thanks for supporting the show. Elatus, I take back my previous super chat after seeing the Cartoon Network clip. The time for war is now. <laughs> okay, you've been converted. Slosher says, democracy is non-negotiable. Death is preferable, a preferable alternative to communism. Freedom is the sovereign right of every American. Liberty Prime is online. All systems normal. Weapons hot. Mission, the destruction of any and all Chinese communists. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I generally agree. The, the, the sovereign rights of every American are paramount. It's, it's the most important thing above democracy, above how we choose our leaders, about how we make decisions is, is the respect for and the upholding of individual rights. That's the only reason government exists. And if it fails to do that, it loses any and all legitimacy. Darren says, also, Blonde, um, I will Instagram DM you some more cute pictures of my privileged blonde hair grayish blue indeterminate eyes quarter asian european four-month-old helicopter rides for commies and cartoon network well good luck uh 2aedu keep up the good work and thank you both for another great show thank you uh as well for uh supporting the show and for keeping your channel running uh i believe if i recall correctly i think 2aedu was talking about the 80 the raid of the 80 percent lower manufacturer uh, is it 80, 80% polymer? I forget the name of the company, but you can find information on his channel if you'd like to hear more discussion about that raid. 2AEDU. Thank you, man. Bobby Collins says, I am convinced that the standards of living in Africa are not because of IQ, but the rampant communism. I, and it's not, uh, it's not necessarily mutually exclusive either. Rampant communism certainly doesn't help. <laughs> That's for sure. Whatever your personal potential is, whatever your personal ceiling is, the height of what you can achieve, communism will make sure it is cut off at the knees and everyone is reduced to the lowest common denominator. So I don't care if you're the greatest genius that history's ever seen. I don't care if you're barely competent. If you are having uh, equality forced upon you in that way, you're at a disadvantage, no doubt. Dash Dash, just an anonymous name. I... Uh, mad Grizz 10. Th this, this uh, looks like one of those traps of something you're supposed to read. And it just sounds like something else. Mad Grizz 10 Zen hereby 
indoors. Oh, I, I, I see. I see. I see. <laughs> okay. I'm on to you. I caught it. But here, you guys can have a listen. I, Mad Grizz Tensin, hereby indoors the Nod Sea Party. That's That's purely sensible. Eric Dieter says it's amazing. A white man created an opportunity for a black man to make things better. So a white man can say that a white man. So a white man can say that a white man or white men are bad. The anti-racists sound like they're uh, sound like eating your own children. Yeah. hundred percent. Matthew Rowley says, Matt, when you uh, talk about the sick, this, the ship sinking, what is the ship? Is it the country or the ideals found in the constitution is if the latter isn't secession, the most expedient way to save the ship well i would think i think it's both i think the reason that the prospects and the quality of the country are declining in many ways is because of a betrayal of our constitutional values so i this is the argument about uh the collapsitarianism and the blackpilling that we've been talking about if you want to rebuild those values if you want to reinstitutionalize that vision wouldn't it be better uh just to get the secession over with i guess to me, though, secession is not the same. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would consider secession to be more of an active step than pure collapsitarianism. Secession, to me, sounds like a, a probably the most realistic and the most moral solution to some of the problems we face. They hate us, and I don't want to live under our under their control. So why can't we have a mutually consented to agreement to part ways? That to me seems expedient in the way you're describing. And it seems moral in that it respects everyone's uh, right to consent or not. Why can't we agree to that? I I guess maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I I, I wouldn't consider secession to be collapsitarian, but you tell me the definitions. Maybe, maybe it is. Knuckle, knuckle hunky buck says they would require people that don't get the vaccine to put a gold asterisk on the mask, six pointed asterisk. Yeah, we're headed that way. Achilles says add to, the last message, the reason I was uh, able to secure a raise in contra- uh, contract extensions is because my hospital is one of the first in the country to get the vaccine. Wow. Well, lucky you. Who farted says, oh, we, we had this one earlier. Thank you. Uh, who farted? Does it matter? Says a galactic federation of aliens with bases on the moon and Mars is more believable than Biden getting 80 million votes. True story. Ryan Agri says, just love you guys. Make the boogaloo a little bit more bearable. Thank you for keeping us running. That is much appreciated. Thank you, man. Alatus says, Blonde, another consideration is your child's peers. Even if you homeschool, it's still good to socialize the child with other children and common traditions like Santa will come up at some point. I suppose there's a a point to that, too. Darren says, Repeal the 19th. We'll see. (laughs) Matthew Rowley says, Matt, can you briefly explain how breaking away and reinstituting constitutional values in a new country abandons your values? Did the founders abandon their English values in 1776? Uh, or fight for them. Well, yeah, I think maybe we're having some confusion about the terms per what we just talked about earlier. What I'm saying I don't want to do is just lay down and allow these people to abuse us or abuse others, waiting passively for the inevitable collapse to rebuild something after the fact. If you're talking about being active in fighting to uphold the values of this country, to uphold moral uh, to uphold objectively moral values on which this country is built. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in. And and that's why I say that I think secession in the way you're talking about is, is an active step. And that's why I would distinguish it away from being black pilled collapsitarian, whatever the term you want to use is. I'm not saying this to 
to throw shade at any of anybody who has a particular idea of how this ought to go. What I'm saying is I don't want to be passive in this. I don't want to lay down and let this happen. I want to fight it. I want to fight it with, with words. And if the fight comes physically, if they bring you the fight physically, you have to do what you have to do. But yeah, I, I think we actually share a perspective here, Matthew. I don't, I don't think we're that far off. We probably just have some misunderstanding about the terms that we're using. Just a couple more. Wow. We're on a three hour show. Uh, Thomas says, didn't catch the show tonight, but I'll catch tomorrow. Here are some apologetic tardy shekels. <laughs> I just, I love the word tardy always have since I was younger, because I know like when you're in school, how many tardies do you have? As in like, how many times were you late? That's what tardy means. But tardy to mean will always, it will always be like a slang way to say retarded. Like if you call someone tardy, it sounds like you're calling them retarded. It doesn't sound like you're saying you were late to whatever you're supposed to be at. Dude, don't be tardy. Tardy is a forever hilarious word. And I don't tardy shekels are just as good as any others. Thank you for supporting the show. Freddie sauce says uh, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. My family in LA won't let me anywhere near the house. No Christmas already had the Rona, but they don't care. My girlfriend's family is in Minnesota and welcomes us, us with open arms. So we now have plane tickets shaking my head. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, man, but at least you got a place to be. That is good to hear. And uh, of course, safe travels uh, in all of your routes across the country. Harv Prentice says went hiking today here in Connecticut, saw about 50 other people on the trails, all wearing masks in the woods. It was very disappointing. I had several experiences this summer on trails where you see people, you're crossing paths with them. They're heading uphill, you're heading downhill, vice versa, whatever. And they would stop when they see you and get masks out of their backpacks and put them on to cross you on the trail and then, and then take them off. Yeah. What a silly, what a silly thing to do. Okay, guys, I think we are all set. Looks like we're good over on D Live. Oh, maybe just uh, a, a few ETC saying three hour show. Yeah, we made it. Uh, Dave Simmons, Unclipped Wean Bear. Thank you guys as well. I think we're all set on Streamlabs. Man. Yeah, we're, we're all good. So we will call it a show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us as always and keeping us uh, in touch with the facts and the truth and all that about the Czech Republic and other oddities we may know nothing about. Always appreciated and a pleasure to have you guys with us here live as long as Susan will allow it. Who knows how long that will be. But if it's uh, gone tomorrow, of course, you can catch us over on DLive, over on BitChute, potentially over on Rumble. Get signed up. Find those links in the description and on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. Of course, if you want more of the show to listen to, if three hours is not enough, there's more material on the audio platforms as well. Extra stuff you might not find on YouTube, interviews we've done with other channels, extra content that uh, we have on the side. So check that out, linked on the website as well. And of course, you can send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday, assuming Queen Susan allows it. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me, the press. It is Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. <laughs>